P-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause Sandy Wiss is ready Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody And welcome to the Pascal Show Yes with the cracking of my voice, gotta love it, gotta love it. You know that's how excited I am about today. Why? Because it's Tuesday. And as uh, Lydia would say, it is uh, Taco Tuesday. Shout out to Lydia, by the way. She had her baby about two weeks ago. and up, uh, Lydia? Beautiful, beautiful baby girl. And um, huge, huge shout out to her. Congratulations, huge congratulations for, for just bringing life into the world another beautiful bouncing baby girl not a boy you thought i was going to say bouncing baby boy but i did not anyway hope you guys are having a terrific tuesday i don't know about you but it's been a it's been a uh, a very short night for me personally hella short don't know why actually i do it's because i did a show last night <laughs> pretty late and then by the time i got done i was doing all this research looking up some things getting things ready for tonight or for today's show the whole nine um so the the day yesterday's evening went really really fast but what was really cool was that i got to t- talk and chop it up with all y'all that were on the show checking out the show yesterday and all that uh one of the other things that i want to point out is um and I might have to repeat this a little bit later. Uh, this has nothing to do with the with the the news or or uh, my brothers that are on the show right now, which I'll I'll get to them here shortly. But there was a an issue in regards to I I gave somebody uh, the moderator uh, uh, the the blue wrench, if you will, uh, moderating on YouTube, and it went kind of a little nutty. Some people got a. a People who weren't supposed to get blocked got blocked. Uh, so just so you guys know, the people who have been were blocked that were not supposed to be blocked are now unblocked. And we appreciate every single one of you guys that come in, put in your time, put in the energy to to conversate with us, to chat with us the whole nine. Because honestly, without y'all, we wouldn't have this show. And it takes a lot of energy. It's funny how it takes so much energy to pull up your phone and start typing in your comments. So I commend you and I salute every single person that has ever gone out of their way to comment and be a part of the show. If you're commenting trash, you will be blocked. You will be kicked off. Unfortunately, dem are the breaks. But other than that, for everybody else that was randomly taken off for some weird reason last night, uh, you guys are back on, uh, you know, like I said, would love to have you back on the show as usual. Anyway, moving on from that, I just needed to get that gloss over that and just kind of get that out of the way. Um, uh, yes, I uh, really appreciate everybody being on today. Hope you guys are having a, a great morning. I got my brothers in the house. Tommy is a baby now. I think yeah, he's. I, I think he's having his Benjamin Button moment right now. He's going backwards <laughs> right now. And then we got Jackie Buck, Jack, and Tommy. What a guan! How you guys doing? Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. 
Yeah, well, it was getting close to 100 degrees here, and so I figured maybe it was time for the garden gnome beard to come off. But yeah, it, it'll make a reappearance. See, that's where you're wrong, is that as you actually grow your beard out, it keeps you uh, actually a well-regulated temperature. Hmm. It's like a heat buffer. There it you go. It protects your skin, Ooh. and it stops your skins from producing unnecessary oils that would just go on your skin, and they actually go onto your beard. He is literally I'm a reading beard that. enthusiast and, and pro beard. He is literally reading that <laughs> right off of Google right now as we speak. And also, I'm just gonna let you know, uh, the rest of the group from your Mumfers Mumfers and Sons uh, tribute band is really upset right now, Tom. They're they're gonna have a conference with you here in a little bit and just, you know, they're pissed as hell, man. They're like, What yeah. the hell? What the hell happened? Well, what the you hell see happened? My cat there just yank my earbuds out of my ear. That was fun. <laughs> I didn't catch much of anything you just said because my stupid cat just came up here and oh wow, pulled my earbuds out of my ears. Apparently, your cat has a problem with you not wearing a beard too. You know, so <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Who are you? I don't recognize this face." You know what yep. I'm saying? I um, think that might be the case. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's nice to see your face again. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, they, yeah. it's kind of like a non-quarantine beard, like a clean shaven face. You know what I'm saying? So it's nice. You know, you're not in the caveman world anymore. I need to have hair on my face because I got nothing up here. So I got to have something down here. This is just a this is an absolute prerequisite. This is a rec- this is required. This is a requirement mm-hmm. on my face on Jack so much. No, he doesn't need it. You don't need it, bro. Yeah, you don't I'm need like- it. <laughs> but you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll fight with my wife about it. That's how much I like it. Woo! But I'm, I'm going to tell you <laughs> I this. I will say you've kind of reined it in a little bit. It used yeah. to be yes, wizardly. That's, that's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Keep it high and tight, my brother. High and tight. When you start going that weird, crazy wildebeest, like, you know, out there in, you know, castaway type of beard, we, we ain't about that life. It, it, it's not becoming on you, brother. No offense. Keep it high and tight. Trust me. <clears throat> he got nothing to, he got nothing nothing to say nothing to say and that and that's fine is that and that's fine uh real quick j- good morning john harrison good morning wood grain what a guan wood grain how you doing my brother peace you know peace my uh, he would say lord peace lord um Let's see. Steve Richards. Good morning. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show. He says, thanks for the, for your show. Thank you for enjoying our show. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, Chris LaRose. Shout out to Chris, hey. man. That's a that's a brother from uh, from from uh, from high school. That's another throwback right there. Uh, he says, looking good, Tom. Oh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> yes. Yes. I hope, I hope Chris is doing well this morning. Yes, of course he is. You know, if he's able to stand up and type on his phone that he pays for, he's doing okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, Sarah uh, says Wildebeest she was with laughy face. John says Pascal got upside down head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, just because uh. I la- the what I lack in hair... I, I gain in talent and intelligence, okay? 
The, the reason why I have no hair is because I think so damn much. That's what's mm. going on. There's so much knowledge locked in this. I'm just full of ish. I'm just. It's I'm not just, that you're a hothead. I'm just bald. Like actually, just burned all your hair. Off. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm a hothead, and it just burned all my hair. That, that's a good one too, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's what I'm. That's I see how angry you get when you're when you're talking with everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's not fair. That's not fair, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, hey, I speak with passion. I'm Haitian. It's in my blood. You know what I mean? I got hot sauce in my blood. Swag. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Well, I like the John Benjamin uh, quote on balding. He says, you know, this isn't a bald spot. This is a solar panel for a sex machine. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then. That's a good one. No, no, no. That's a good one. Actually, that's pretty good. That's a good one. <laughs> it's like, I don't need no Viagra. I don't need no blue pill. The hell you talking about? I don't need no blue pill. Yes, the, the, the LaRose family is watching right now as we speak. That's crazy. That's really nice. Hey, LaRose family. Chris and his sister are watching right now. In different oh, yeah. places at the same damn time. Hey, LaRose family, thank you so much for um, being on and supporting. That really, really does mean a lot. Anyway, um, so I'm glad everybody's okay. We're all above this ground. Again, breathing another day, breathing in another day and dealing with all this BS. But the fact that we could deal with all the BS that gets thrown to us today is a blessing. Let's remember that. All right. So moving on. Let's go into our top story of the day, or one of our top stories of the day. Candace Owens, if you, if you don't already know, I just did a video a couple days ago uh, responding. It was kind of a reaction video and a response to um, Candace Owens' video about her saying, I do not support George Floyd, and here are my reasons. And, of course, I'm getting a lot of hate. I got a lot of hate for that so far. Uh, and that's fine. That video ain't going down. That video ain't going nowhere. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Haters going hate. And there's a lot of people out here that believe what she thinks, which is terrible. Terrible. But she's entitled to her opinion, just like everybody else is entitled to their opinion. So let's get into this part. It's about... It's about Candace Owens and her GoFundMe account. And uh, she was raising money for a restaurant in Alabama. And suddenly the GoFundMe uh, company, the GoFundMe organization, turned down her account, which was raising up to, it got passed up to, passed $200,000 for this particular restaurant. Tommy Boy, speak on it. Yeah, uh, this parks this restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama, had caught uh, some backlash after one of the co-owners, a guy named Michael Dykes, uh, put out there, he said, the people that are protesting the death of George Floyd are idiots. He called George Floyd a thug. He said that any employees that work for him that are involved in the protest should resign immediately. Mm -hmm. So Candace Owens set up, you know, after, after this guy faced some backlash, uh, Candace Owens uh, set up a GoFundMe account, which raised bound $200,000 for the Parkside Cafe before it was shut down for GoFundMe. Um, GoFundMe said that 
they shut it down because it's uh, broken the company's prohibition on user content that they deem in their sole discretion to be in support of hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, or intolerance of any kind. The funds will still be, the funds that have already been collected will be distributed to the Barkside Cafe, but the uh, GoFundMe account is shut down going forward. Now, let me ask you this real quick, Tom, since you have the information right in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. So this, the, the owner of the restaurant sent out that, that text message calling George Floyd a thug, right? Then mm-hmm. the people were boycotting the restaurant. Like what spawned, what inspired Candace Owens to start a GoFundMe account specifically for that <clears throat> restaurant? That's what I want to try to understand a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, after, after this guy posted this, I guess he tweeted it out. Uh, three staff members that worked at the restaurant resigned. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, faced, he's faced some backlash. Um, so, so, I mean, he, he was saying that he should increase his prices for protesters. Um, yeah. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. So he wanted to raise his price. I think he was saying that it is like tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, if they're going to be here, we should raise prices on them. I mean, maybe he wasn't saying it tongue in cheek. No, it uh, doesn't sound like he was saying it tongue in cheek. So why would she try to support? Why would she try to raise money? Like what? That's what I'm saying. Were they looted? Was the place destroyed? Where? Why would she want to raise money? on a restaurant if the restaurant's up functioning and doing fine that's that's my question you see what i'm saying yeah, i'm not like really if seeing was, that if here, it was destroyed by looters I mean, and if it was destroyed by root, looters and rioters then i completely understand that piece but if it was just like her raising money to support that then that starts bringing up some question marks mm-hmm Anything? I mean, I, I don't understand, like, why, again. Why, why raise why, money why? for them? Yeah, it's, see, <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah, my thought. it doesn't thoughts. make any sense to me either. I mean. That's exactly and, my thought. I mean, yeah, uh, you know. I, I don't understand. I mean, we're just going to start raising fundraisers for people that hold troubling political and racial views now? I, I don't understand. Yeah, but. so, and, and that's the thing. It's like, all right, so she, he says. He calls her, he calls George Floyd a thug in a text message. Somehow it gets leaked. People find out. He says something about uh, raising money, or not raising money, sorry, raising his prices against Black Lives Matter protesters. But then it's like, how would you know who is who unless they're straight up wearing a T-shirt that says Black Lives Matter? So that so then that's discriminatory, discriminatory, discriminatory. Yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) Discriminatory. But then (laughs) you see what I'm saying? So then why, why, why would she go out of her way to raise money? Okay, to raise money for a company, for a place, an establishment that is literally like a holding onto and harboring discrimination and using 
racist racial slurs against the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't I don't why her and why a GoFundMe account? Jack. Okay, so she wrote uh, important exclamation point exclamation point uh, dear patriots after watching my viral video a cafe owner in Birmingham Alabama sent a private text message in agreement of my sentiments that George Floyd was not an innocent man and that the corresponding protests are now further placing burden on business owners who are still reeling from coronavirus and now must contend with riots and looting. Some leftist waitress decided to leak this private exchange onto her Facebook page, deeming her employer the quote-unquote most hateful man that she has ever met. Now the hashtag BLM mob is after his business, the local press is demanding an apology, and people are telling others to boycott his already struggling business. I am sick of the mob behavior and have put together a GoFundMe campaign to help this man out. Please, please, give what you can. It's okay to have a conservative opinion. It's okay to follow Candace Owens on Facebook. This is America. Interesting. Park, Parkside Cafe, we won't let this happen to you. Okay, wait, wait. So, so here's the thing. Why would she support that? Now, here's the thing. Here, here, here it is. Okay, that was, she's got a point there. She, she is stating facts. I'm not, I will never sit here and say something where, where the facts are there. You know what I mean? She's putting out facts. Yes, it was a private text message. It had nothing to do with anything public. It wasn't like he put that out on, on, a, on a tweet. It's not like he did a YouTube video or a Facebook video saying, you know, oh, George Floyd was a thug or anything like that. So I understand that part. Should the guy get, like, should he get punished for, for saying something like that? Or should he, his business get uh, smacked in the face for something like that? I'm going to leave that up to everybody who's watching and listening right now. Let me know what you think. Comment down below. Um, but because I'm going to try to stay on the fence on this one as much as I can, because as, as much as I want to, I, re, I am so uh, motivated and so compelled to jump on one side on a specific side of the fence. And I think you hear what I'm how and where I want to jump. But. Her starting a GoFundMe account for that restaurant and them raising $200,000, well over $200,000, and then suddenly GoFundMe turns it off. Does it fall under the guidelines, like under the policies that GoFundMe has? Is it violating any of the, the policies by her raising money for the restaurant? She's not raising money for the owner. She's raising money for the restaurant. That's the question well, I, I leave up to everybody, and I'm leaving it up to you guys as well. Tom, go. Well, I mean, I, they said that they have, um, they have rules against anti-discrimination. If he's saying that people that are protesting George Floyd should resign... Less discrimination. Plus, I mean, do you? If you're the owner of GoFundMe, do you really want your platform to turn into a site where any mouth-breathing Jethro out there that makes a racist statement can get a GoFundMe set up and become, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars richer every time he says something racist? Do you want that to be your company? Thank you. Tom. So yeah, I mean, they're a private company. They should be able to remove anything that they think is you know, of low moral character, which I would say this owner of the guy, the cafe in Alabama is. 
So yeah, they should yeah. take it off. Tom and, it, and, uh, and it, I love you. Different. I love it'd you. It'd be different ahead, if Jack. they said Parkside Cafe raise money for Parkside Cafe to support the workers, but instead the title of her campaign is "Mob Rule Has No Place in America." Hmm. So repeat that again. Calling wait, wait, repeat, Black, Black re- Lives Matter as, as a mob. Re- repeat that again. What is she? What was her tweet? Say that one more time. Uh, well, the the name of her uh, GoFundMe like campaign was called "Mob Rule Has No Place in America." So it wasn't like raise money for Parkside Cafe, support Parkside Cafe. It's, you know, furthering her stance. Word. So it's a political campaign uh-huh. raising as opposed to like a physical, emotional support for the people that work there. Word. Okay. Well, wasn't it meant to offset the, the hit they've taken from coronavirus and now the ensuing boycott? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't read the. I can't find anything that has like a screenshot of her actual text from her GoFundMe. It was GoFundMe statement has taken it down. Yes. Uh, so I'm trying to find something that actually lists out what she had on there because I don't know what yeah. what it said exactly, and that could be a big part of it. Well, keep looking it up. I do have some comments that I'm going to read real quick. Okay, uh, Sarah on Facebook. Thank you so much for commenting, Sarah. Candace Owens is supporting someone who's trying to divide people even more and is promoting hate speech. He doesn't deserve the money. She mentions mob mentality. Have they seen the military and unmarked men in riot gear in DC? Hardcore facts. That's facts too. You can't be mad about those facts. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, of course, I'm trying my hardest to stay on the fence. I really want to jump off. I really want to jump off. <laughs> I really want to jump off. Uh, but you can, I, have, you can have a gate that you walk through for a little bit and go back. I, on the I, side. Okay, so the, here it is. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. So I can say a little bit of something. Um, in no way, shape, or form does this make sense. In no, in no way, shape, or form does it make any sense for Candace to be supporting or supportive of this particular restaurant unless, I, I don't know, they must have amazing flapjacks. That's just my personal opinion. There is. She is just really surprising me in so many different ways. Like I said, her video, she her video about why she doesn't support the George Floyd thing and all that. She has hella facts. She has hella facts in there. Doesn't mean that she's right. Does not mean that she's right. But at the same time, when you have somebody who is an owner of a restaurant saying saying things like, oh, calling George Floyd a thug. Um, you know, ostracizing a, 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 a group of people, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, protesters and all that. The, the, those are things that and for her to go, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me help this person out. Looks looks suspect is all get out, in my personal opinion. Looks suspect as hell. Yeah. What, you, you know, know what, I, what I find really interesting? I'm going to say this too, really quick, really quick. Then I'm going to jump back on this fence. <laughs> because she is a black woman, I feel like she was able to get away with a little bit because of it. If this was a white man that was supporting that, started to go fund me account, that thing would have been shut down so damn fast. So damn fast. But she's a black woman. Therefore, it's, it's somewhat okay. So they jump on it. They're like, hey, we got Candace Owens on our back, you know, behind us. She's got our back. She's starting a GoFundMe account 
because she's black. It's okay. Now she's on, now she's basically saying that that type of talk, though that type of rhetoric, him sitting there saying we should raise the prices on on food on our on the customers that we have in the, in uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters customers that come in, we should raise the prices. Mm, that's kind of eh, that's a little bit racist. Tastes a little racist to me. But of course she's black, so it's okay. She's basically. She's she's condoning their behavior. That shouldn't be happening at all. But if it was a white guy, that thing would have been shut down real quick. Just saying it. I'm going to go back on the fence now. Tell me what you guys think. Sorry. It's too it's too much. It's too easy not to say it. It's so hard not to say something. It's so hard not to say something when it comes to this. And because she is, because she is black, because she is conservative, because she is Republican, it's almost as if she has opened up this door where it's okay to think these things. She's condoning that type of dis- discriminatory rhetoric that's ridiculous guys i i go ahead Tom. i i want to tread really carefully on this because i i'm 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 very well aware of the fact that candace owens is an african-american woman and i am a very very pasty white man <laughs> uh so so i just want to preface it with that but i mean what is Candace Owens's brand? What what is her role in the conservative movement? And for me, and I, I want to tread very carefully on this, mm-hmm. it seems like she's there to ensure white racists that she as a black woman condones their troubling racist behavior. That she's there, oh, hey, a black person said it's okay that I did this. It, it seems to me just, you know, every time her name comes up, she seems to be defending people that are disparaging minorities. And I just can't help but see her role in the conservative movement as someone who's like, oh, okay, it's okay that I say that because Candace Owens says it's okay and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, a scapegoat? Scape- I don't know if it's no, a scapegoat. No, scapegoat is just- scapegoat is when you throw the blame on somebody else, um, and that's a, that's a scapegoat. But a crutch. Uh, uh, well, I'm just say this because <laughs> I'm the word that describes what you're talking about, Tom. Because I can because <laughs> I can say it. You guys probably can't. No, you guys can't. But no, I can't. No, we can't. <laughs> a token. She's being used as a token. She is in this vacuum. Because like I said before, and I'm saying it a million times over, I do not care. Candace Owens was a hardcore liberal before any of this ish happened. Then she, she ate the red pill because she literally had a show called uh, The Red Pill or something like that. Um, she was a hardcore liberal. She ate the red pill. Suddenly she got thrown in, sucked into the vacuum of, of Republican and, and, and just red. All she sees is red. Now she's just red for life. 
she's she's used as a puppet. She's being used as something. It there's something not right in that situation. Now here's the thing. Does doesn't mean that you cannot be black conservative. It is okay. That's fine. I have plenty of black conservative friends. There are plenty of black conservatives that watch this show. But at the same time, there is you cannot fully take out certain things like racism out of your black psychology. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just take being black in, this, in, in America or being black in general comes with a couple things that you have to deal with on, on mostly a daily basis, which is ah, one of them, racism. Sorry, as much as some people say that it doesn't exist in certain areas, it does. For her to sit there and say those things seems like she got brainwashed in a way. But that's just my personal opinion. Like I said, not every black person, I guess, doesn't get the uh, doesn't see in their face racism or experience racism. Man, you lucky as hell. You lucky as hell if that's the case. But. With her, she was a hardcore liberal. She dealt with racism. NAACP had her back and got her out, uh, helped her out on certain situations when she was in high school. Then she went back on NAACP and said that it was a, a tarnished and, and messed up uh, organization. Same group that helped her in, this, in the situation that she had in high school. There's something about it that just isn't right and for her to sit here and go oh the fact that he's saying thugs and that he wants to raise money uh, raise the uh, the prices on black Lives matter uh, uh protesters oh that's fine let's raise some money for him because you know his he has freedom of speech he has the right to say all those things no he doesn't he do, i mean yes there is freedom of speech but he doesn't have the right he should not be able to say those things and still be able to, let's just say he does try to raise money, raise the, uh, the prices on, on items in a restaurant. Is that fair? What if you're a black conservative? What if Candace Owens walks in and they, she's not Candace Owens. She's just a black woman walking in. Say she's a hardcore uh, black conservative. Still same person, just different, different lifestyle, just different life. He's going to raise the money, raise the the prices on you. Why? Because you're black. He's going to automatically assume that you're part of the Black Lives Matter movement. So you're going to endorse that? That's okay? Anyway, Mm. so she's used as a puppet. She's used... She's being used as this symbol. Whatever they gave her, whatever they said, hey, we want you to come over here. You're really great at debating. You're really well-spoken. You're really really well-read. You know what we need on this side or whatever. Maybe she was just like, hey, let me go over to this Republican convention and see what's going on. Felt some type of way on certain points. And then they said, come here. You're pretty. You're black. And you're female. We need more of you on our side. Come here. I may sound crazy, but that's what it does feel like, fellas. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, oh, go ahead, Jack. 
Yeah, so I found the GoFundMe like text that and things that she has in here. First off, uh, GoFundMe has still released the money that after they canceled the campaign, they still released the money yeah. that was raised to to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are making sure like they're getting a list of like how the money is going to be used and like kind of putting additional oversight onto it. Um, and it's not going directly to the owner. They said, uh, but hey, yeah, basically, not. it was the same type of uh, thing that she wrote in there. But like. So the uh, first thing that the owner had written in the text exchange that got shared was, we should go up one or two dollars on everything until June 10th. Call it a protest tax because of all the idiots that went to the protest are responsible for us not being open, being able to open normal hours. Any employees that went or are still going should resign. Mr. Floyd was a thug, didn't deserve to die, but honoring a thug is irresponsible. And I think one that's so short-sighted, um, and I think that, Obviously, what happened to George Floyd was unacceptable, mm-hmm. uh, but his incident is not what the overall protests and everything and else is about. It's about the system, systemic you know, race, racism that's happened in our country, and this is a tipping point that you know, has allowed for more people to voice their, their opinion and show their support for a change. And so it's, it, when you just look at the one incident and then assume that all the worldwide protests are over the one incident and not the larger issue at hand. Like that's, it's super just short-sighted. And the GoFundMe that she wrote up, uh, it lists out, let me pull this here. Uh, basically the same text that she wrote. She just elaborated a little bit more onto it. Okay. Um, and let me see. Lost my spot there. Sorry. Okay, so, uh, nope, I, I have lost that page. It has refreshed on me. I'll it's pull it back good. up here in a second. But uh, she uh, basically again, I was asking and just saying that the mob mentality can't happen, that support of uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, and, and put in the media the way that they're spinning it to make him look like, uh, you know, a, a you know societal um you know, benefit or, or something like that. Uh, and I'm trying to find her wording that she used. Sorry. It's all good. Delay here. Okay. Um, as, uh, an employee of his, of his decided to leak these private text messages, quit her job, and has now encouraged a mob of people to boycott the Parkside Cafe. Local media is adding further fuel to the condemnation uh, d- demanding he answer for his private text message exchange. I'm sick of the mob ruining people's lives. People are allowed to have different opinions. The left specializes in mobs of hate and destruction. Let's create a reciprocal movement of patriot love and support the Parkside Cafe. Uh, and and uh, she goes, this is the Parkside Cafe, a restaurant and bar in Birmingham, Alabama that is operated by a man named Michael Dykes. This, man, this week, Michael Dykes watched my video, which garnered 100 million views in 42 hours. About the irresponsibility of the George Floyd protests and riots. Michael agreed with me in frustration, wrote a private text to one of his colleagues about how destructive the protests were and how they are placing further burden on small business owners who are struggling to stay alive after the coronavirus lockdowns and now cannot open because of the riots. Michael also agreed with my sentiment that George Floyd did not deserve to die, but also that he had a criminal record that was not worthy of the heroic characterizations the media is spinning today. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Blah, blah, so, blah, uh, blah, 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 like blah. The people that are, are actually donating money and stuff and they leave comments like, I'm sick of the left canceling what they don't agree with. Uh, I hope this gets huge. I added my middle finger to the cause. 
I donated because Candace Owens talks sense, and I am fed up with the left who attack others simply because they have a different point of view than their woke woke ideas. Can I, can I um, just thank you for putting this together for him. Can I just interject uh, really quick? Uh-huh. Can I interject one second? Mm-hmm. Why not? If, if it's if that's the case, if if she's like starting a ro- ro- GoFundMe account, obviously is canceled. Obviously, it's been uh, suspended now. But why not just make a GoFundMe account for all restaurants that are getting hit by the the riots? Why only that restaurant in particular? In particular, why that one? If they had, there are plenty other guys. There are plenty of there are plenty of of other restaurants that think the same ish as that man does. What were you saying, Tom? Jack? What were you saying? If they were having private text message exchanges, that means that she knows him. Word. Facts, bro. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? It it smells fishy. Smells fishy. Like I could turn this into a song, man. I should turn this into a song (laughs) for crying out loud. It doesn't make any sense. Why would she support Homeboy and not any other person that's been hit? By the, the looting and the rioting, then. There are plenty of other places that have been smashed. You know what I'm saying? There's Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson, Missouri. One of the biggest supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, she wouldn't want to raise money for them. Of course not. But Alabama, because he says thugs in a text message, and that's Okay. What about everybody else? $200,000, bruh? $200,000! You know how much you could do with that with every, like in just one city? For like a couple restaurants in Alabama? How about a couple restaurants? Just them? Why just them, though? Why? Smells fishy! And can you just admit what a moron this Michael Dykes guy is? I mean, if you're running a business... Maybe you don't send incendiary text messages to your employees threatening them that they should resign if they're involved in the protests and, you know, saying extremely divisive stuff about George Floyd and the protesters. I mean, you can you can crack open recent polls and see where the public, you know, where the public stands on George Floyd's death and the protests. This guy's in the minority of people saying that there shouldn't be protests. Uh huh. So if he's gonna if he's gonna go out there and antagonize the majority of people in the country, shouldn't he expect a boycott? I mean, that's what a boycott is for: is if you go out and say some ignorant stuff and tick off a bunch of customers, and those customers in this free country called America can take their wallet and go anywhere the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Owens comes in with their little racist angels and raises two hundred thousand dollars for this scumbag. Uh, right. It's. It's just amazing. <sighs> See what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I'm glad that we talked it out because it, this smells really ripe. It smells raunchy to me and it smells not right. But that's just me. That's just me. There's other people that are going to be, oh, dislike, disagree, in the chat and in, in, in the comments down below. That's fine. Have at it. Enjoy yourself. But at the same time, doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Maybe she got some money behind it. Maybe she's uh, financially backing them. Maybe she's uh, a part owner or, or a, 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 a private, you know, silent investor. You never know. But it doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. Still doesn't make any sense. You know what I want to do right now, guys? I want to open up the open up the phones. Let's get the phone line open. Uh, give us a call at 314-766-4581. Let me know what you think because you know what? Do you think her GoFundMe account should have been uh, uh, suspended? Should her GoFundMe account have been suspended? Give me a call. 314-766-4581. Drop a dime. Let me know what you think because I'd love to hear what your, your thoughts are. Real talk. Uh, Yogi Fish, real quick. Thank you so much for the tip. I really appreciate it. Uh, he just tipped us 10, 10 bucks. He says, nice. I'm, I'm a true conservative. It's not about politics. Candace is just an opportunist actress. Very good job. Very nice. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, she is definitely riding on the fact of what's going on. And what's funny is that even in her tweet that Jack was just reading to us, she even has to mention, oh, this video that I put out about George Floyd and his his criminal record has well over 100 million views in 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Who gives a damn? You said some stuff. Some people agreed with you. And there's a lot of other people that disagree with you, too. Whether you got five views on it or not. Man. Man, oh man. Give us a call. 314-766-4581. Let me know what you think. Should her account be suspended or not? She went on to uh, Fox News, I guess, a while back after she became a conservative. Um, and talked about how the NRA was based as a civil rights movement uh, to help out African Americans defend against the KKK. Pure lie. <sighs> um, and then she has a website that was called Blexit. Yeah, Blexit, uh, yeah. And uh, there is a couple of historians that went on and like basically fact-checked her entire website. And they're like, why is everything on your site a lie? <laughs> and, and then like if you go back a few years before that, she starts talking about the Republican Tea Party and this and that. And like... It, they just break down over the last, you know, 10 years about her switch on stance. And they're like, yeah, she basically is literally just following the money. Yeah. Uh, and NAACP helped her out with that case. She won like $37,000 and settled out of, out of suit. And then she went and she lived at a place that was $3,500 a month rent, lived there for six months and then paid a dime. And then uh, claimed that she had toxic mold syndrome. Um, and threatened to sue sorry. the landlord before moving out. Toxic. Like, sorry, just, wait. Like, she has a weird past. Sorry, wait. Say that again. Toxic mold syndrome? Excuse me? Yeah. Say like, what? There's like mold all up in the house or whatever, and then you get sick from it. Word. But, yeah. That's Didn't know you wouldn't new. pay your first month's rent. You know, and then live there for another five months after it if you knew you had it. That's new. That's really new. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know about the, about all that stuff. I, I just knew about, you know, NAACP, her upbringing, high school, the whole nine. It, it, you know, like I said, it, anybody, people can change. I get that. Everyone has the right to change their minds or, you know, be one thing and then suddenly, you know, be all about blue and then all of a sudden go red or all all about red and go blue. I mean, it's it's all good. People who ride the fence and stay in the middle pretty much for the most part. But at the same time, wow, that is some wild stuff, man. That's wild, man. Yeah, That's wild. My question is, who is donating to this thing? I mean, we're like in a recession. Like, 
the lockdown's still in place. People really have that much disposable income. They'll be like, oh, uh, racist cafe owner in Alabama. That's I'll separate with my money that way. I mean, how how do they find people that are willing to pay for these causes? Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, the only thing I can think is it must be the same people that are donating to Trump's campaign when Trump's already a billionaire that said he's going to fund his own campaign. Facts. Or, I or mean, they, how, how dumb do you have to be to separate with your money like that? Right. Yeah. Or, or the, the, you know, there are certain people that fund her. Like, there's yeah. no way, like, if you really think about it, how does one girl, how does this girl make Samanis? How does she make the monies? Because think about it. Think about it. She does special engagements. She'll, she'll do some special uh, uh, speaking engagements. She's a keynote speaker at places. She's got a book that's been out for like a year or something like that. Actually, I'm compelled to pick up the book and read it for myself because I just want to see what's in this book. But other than that, where does she make her money? It's not like she's in office. It's not like she, she's not. She's just a, she might make, she makes money off of YouTube. She's, she's got her Blexit, you know, um, uh, 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 events website. and all that and her website and all that. But where does she make her money? You know, she's not making the money just off of YouTube views. You see what I'm saying? She's not just some glorified YouTuber. She's out here. People are endorsing her in some sort of way. So, of course, she got to keep securing the bags so that she can live. So it makes you wonder who's really, like I said, I keep saying puppet, hate saying puppet, but it's kind of coming out that way. Did you know in April 2020 that she announced her intention to either run for office in the U.S. Senate or to be a governor? Yeah. And that she would only run against an incumbent Democrat, not a Republican? Told you. I told you that they're, they are literally, they're grooming her for office, whether it's for the future president, Senate, representative, what have you, governor, whatever it is, they are grooming her for something big. Just wait for it. She's already yeah. so, well trained. She is well trained. Well I don't know spoken. too much about her. Um, I guess that her Blexit movement, her and the Donald Trump presidential campaign are the ones that launched that. So if you wonder who she's being paid by, it's the Donald Trump presidential campaign. Um, and then she uh, basically that movement is to encourage African-Americans to abandon the Democratic Party and register as Republicans. Uh, and, and then the uh, on the launch, Owen said that her dear friend and fellow superhero Kanye West designed the merchandise for the movement. But the following day, West denied being the designer and disavowed the effort, saying, I never wanted an association with Blexit, and I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. <laughs> That's very, very and, funny. Oh, and, and oh. shortly after the launch, the Daily Beast found the approximately 16% of the total tweets using the Blexit hashtag were from Twitter accounts associated with the promotion of Russian disinformation. Word? Wait, wait, word? Word? For if, if you're associated with the Donald Trump presidential campaign, I mean, look how many of the tweets were shown to be pushed during that time, too. So if you're associated with that, you already have Russian bots that are going after those, whether they're bots that are, are focusing on it or bots that are in collusion with it. Uh, that's what's up for grabs, I guess. Wow. Okay. Huh. Uh, 
Interesting. Everything's go- everything goes back to Russia. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know? If he dies, he dies. I will break you. And, and meanwhile, um, while, while all this is going on and while the FBI is saying that Russia is actively trying to interfere with the 2020 election, Trump is out there trying to get Russia reinstated into the G7 and is basically being laughed out of the room by every other member of the G7 saying, we're not going to let Russia in. It's crazy. So, so in early 2019, three weeks after she met her current husband, uh, she became engaged to him on a FaceTime call. Uh, this is George Farmer of England. He's an Oxford University graduate, works in a hedge fund, and is a son of, a son of Lord Farmer, a British peer conservative party member of the House of Lords and businessman. Hmm. So I'm sure there's no influence there. Yeah, that's... <sighs> Things that make you go, hmm, real talk. There's, there's just too many questionable things, too many question marks all the time. Uh, real talk. Tanu Vane just said, and thank you so much for the $5 tip. Thank you so, so much, Tanu Vane. Uh, said, too many people are just trying to make profit off a tragedy. And that's very true. She is, she's definitely one of them, but there's a lot of people that are. I mean, let's be completely straight funky on both sides of the fence. Hate to say it like that, but it's true. People are making t-shirts all day long with George Floyd's face and name all over it. I can't breathe t-shirts that are being sold the whole nine. So on both sides of the fence, people are trying to profit off of this whole movement right now. Pretty much. It's unfortunate. But anyway, we got to go into a quick commercial break. Keep those comments going down below. And if this is your first time checking out this show, please go crush that subscribe button. That would really mean a lot. And also hit that like button down below. That would also mean a lot. Oh, also, before I jump into this commercial break, uh, Enemy Nation, shout out to Enemy. How you doing, my brother? He just asked, why can't they talk? Why can't we talk? Why can't people talk to Tom and Jack? Um, So here it is. I'm going to say it really quick. I've tried so many different ways to try to patch in phone calls so that everybody in the room can hear them at the same damn time. Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of technology or software as of yet. I'm working on it. I promise you I'm working on it so that whenever you guys call in, you're not only hearing from me, but you're hearing from so that Tom and Jack can hear the conversation as well. I've tried so many different ways, but I don't know how it's, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these, these donations that we keep getting really help us to get to that point where we can get that equipment. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I love it. We got to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out the show, please go hit that like button on our Facebook page if you're watching on Facebook. And all to my whole shout out, what am I saying? Huge shout out to my YouTube fam, to the Pascal Show fam. If you're watching this, please go crush that subscribe button. Tell people about this show, man. Tell people about this show called the Pascal Show. You know what I'm saying? Do me a small favor. Go and go and hit that that subscribe button and also hit that like button down below that would really really mean a lot anyway we got to go into some more information in regards to uh Derek Chauvin and and of course uh George Floyd if I'm correct uh we were just having this conversation right before (laughs) right during our commercial break uh yesterday was a a uh George Floyd they had a George George Floyd's memorial service with an open casket correct guys 
Yep. It was an open casket. I believe so. So just in, just so everybody knows, the man is really dead. His body was in a casket. It was an open casket, y'all. So you saw his body. There's a lot of people that still think that this man ain't dead. The man is dead. The man has perished. He is gone. There's so many theories out there. It's crazy. But just so you guys know, they had an open casket service with him yesterday. Now, from my understanding, today is the funeral as well of George Floyd. Um, But also today, former police officer Derek Chauvin is supposed to be going into court today as well. Yesterday. Excuse me. Oh, he went into. Oh, my bad. Shoot. My bad. So he went into court yesterday. So do we have any information in regards to that? In regards to uh, his testimony? Yeah, he he had his first court hearing yesterday. He appeared via live video feed from the jail cell he's in right now. Uh, And his bail uh, was set at one point two five million dollars. Whoa. Yep. Is that enough? Wait, you wait. Know how quickly this money was raised for this uh, right. this little tiny restaurant, and you know what? Four hours, eighty grand was raised. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, again, I, so you, Candace Owens is going to be up here soon, starting a gun GoFundMe for Derek Chauvin. No kidding. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait, not, his bail. His 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 bail is one point. You said one point two five. One point two five million dollars. Million dollars. They should just lock him up and throw away the key. That's my personal opinion. Because the only, they only need to post 10% of that bail, correct? So, yeah, they could raise that money real quick. Yeah, he, he charge could be second-degree murder. He could be free in seconds. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, he said almost nothing during an 11-minute hearing in which he appeared before Hennepin County Judge Denise Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and on a closed circuit television for the state's maximum security prison in Oak Park Heights. And so, uh, yeah, um, his his attorney Eric Nelson did not contest the bail uh, raised from the five hundred thousand initially set in the case, and they didn't address the substance of the charges, which also include third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Oh. Uh, his conditions for a supervised release include that he cannot leave the state without permission. They must be must keep all appointments and attend hearings. His other conditions include that he did not work in a security capacity and that he carried no firearms and cannot have a firearms permit. He's still a licensed police, a peace officer, but not employed at the moment. And to be released, he must have no contact with the victim in any way, and he would need to waive extradition upon his release. Man. So he could still get out. Oh, know? hell yeah. He could still get out. He could still go home, you know, enjoy himself a Coke and, and a burger. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he won't be able to do a damn thing. Of course, as he shouldn't be able to do a damn thing. Man, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Straight up and down. If this was, if I was him, which I never would want to be in his shoes, and I would never do that. So, it, you know, this is a hypothetical uh, idea. This is a fantasy. A horrid, horrid fantasy. But if I were him, I'd stay locked up. I would stay straight up locked up. I would not go anywhere, bruh. I'd stay locked up, call the day. Shoot. I'd really enjoy those hot pockets and those those heat up breakfast meals that they just slide into the into the cell and all that stuff. Man, I, I'd be done. I I 
I wouldn't want to step out free as a bird. Shoot, you would have to have 24-7 security. There's so many people gunning out for you. You basically got a fatwa on your head, man. Hell no. Nah. I'm good. I'm good on all that. Yeah, he'll have plenty of patriots that would be willing to stand guard for him. Oh, yeah, because oh, they, they got the AR-15s and the, you know, proud to be an American. And, I, and that's fine. That's fine. But at the same time, like, you, you, they better be ready for the thunder. They, be ready, they better be ready for that, that swarm of people. He's going to be hiding. They're, they're, if he ever does post bail, which he most likely will, he's going to have to be in hiding. Real talk. Like, serious. Witness protection. Witness literally took the words out of my mouth, Jack. Witness mm-hmm. protection program like a mother. Like, real talk. He's not going to be, whew, if, the, if he gets out, he won't be around for very long if they, if they play stupid with him. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm in agreement with you there. I if I if I'm it's Derek Chauvin, I, I'm definitely staying in that prison. I don't want to be out where the. But then again, at Thank the same you. time, look at George Zimmerman. Everybody was like, "Well, George Zimmerman was found, you know, wasn't charged, so now he's going to be able, you know, people are going to be gunning for George Zimmerman. That guy's doing just fine." Yeah, well, he's crazy because he's sitting there trying to auction off his the weapon that killed. Trayvon Martin and all that crazy stuff. I mean, he's a piece of trash. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, which is wild. Like, no one touched him. He hasn't been touched at all. At least that has been reported. So, I don't know. You know, he could be getting some serious protection. But that's the thing. On the other side of things with Derek Chauvin, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are angry. A lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's literally tearing an entire country apart right now. Um, So. mm, I don't know. He's no, (laughs) no, no, because he Derek Chauvin or Chauvin or whatever you however you pronounce his last name. He is literally the face of everything, everything that's wrong in this country right now. At this moment right now. It is not Zimmerman right now. It's Derek Chauvin. So. And the whole world is angry. The whole world's on fire. If he was to post bail. And not have the proper amount of protection behind him. He could literally kiss his ass goodbye. He's going to go. He's going to end up missing. No one's going to know where he went. Mm. Uh, looks like we got a phone call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this real quick, guys. All right. Hey, you're on the mic with the Pascal Show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Pascal. This is Enemy Nation. Enemy, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? What's going on? Chilling, hey, chilling. What's good? clarification good? about the, you know, being able to talk to Jack and Tom. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want you guys to get it twisted, making it seem like you only can talk to me all the time and everything. It's just uh, I don't have the software as of yet. Um, it, it's almost as if I got to buy a whole other rig to be able to do phone calls so that we can all be a part of the conversation. But they're also listening as well. You know what I mean? So they might be on after the fact, but still they're part of the combo. You know, so what's on your okay. mind real quick? What's going on? I wanted to ask you a question. Shoot. Uh, are, 
do you believe in communism or or capitalism? Well, I believe in capitalism. I live, uh, you know, I live in that world right now. Uh, green means go. Um, so just on a very basic, before, you know, so that we don't go dive in all the way into that conversation, capitalism for sure. Okay, well, that's what, that's what, we're, that's what this is all about. That's what American politics has been about for the last hundred or so years, probably even before that. Right. It's been about communism versus capitalism. Now, I heard Jack and Tom ragging on the, uh, uh, Candace Owens talking about the NAACP. NAACP started out as a communist organization. And William, all the founders were communists. Okay. And it was a vessel stoked communism. All right. So mm-hmm. William W. De, William E. Du Bois or Du Bois or Du Bose, he started his own party, and it, he left the NAACP. Okay, mm-hmm. he started his own. He started his own communist party. Okay, mm-hmm. so we went to Vietnam to fight communism. You know, we had the issue with Cuba because of communism. Yep. You know, the Russia, 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 the reason why is because of communism. Communism, yep. Same, same thing with China. So the wars that have been fought over the last hundred years, even North Korea, this is all communism versus capitalism. So you can, you can, kind of, you can, you can talk about George Floyd riots or protests. You can talk about everything. Once you boil it all down, it's always going to come back to communism versus socialism. Okay? Yeah. So if you look at things from those lenses and you say, well, how, 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 is, uh, how is this related to communism or how is this related to uh, capitalism? That's what, that's, what, that's what you're seeing right now. So the protests, the defunding the police, you know, defunding the police is all communist ideas. Right. Protests, defunding the police, defunding the military, uh, anti-gun, uh, anti-Second Amendment, all that. That's all communist ideas. But the average person doesn't take the time to uh, do their own research. And so they just look at what the news cycle just spins 24-7. Right. Every major... Every race war in America, uh, post, post-Reconstruction, at least, I had to look deep as far as uh, before that, but every race has been stoked by the newspapers, the, the, the Greenwood. Remember that movie, Greenwood? Greenwood? Yeah. With Lee Wayne's? Oh, oh Rosewood, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Rosewood. Rosewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. All these, all these race wars, the Tulsa race war, all these were stoked first by newspapers. Mm-hmm. They would say, they would say something like, "Okay, well they just arrested a black man, they about to go hang him," and then black people go get their guns and they, you know, they run to the courthouse. Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's okay. Black people are trying to run to the courthouse and shoot judges and cops. Now here come the white people. Every race war. Post Reconstruction 
has been started by rumors from either media outlets or newspapers. And so when you look at when you look at this George Floyd situation, okay, everybody saw the video. Everybody from 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 the Democrats to Republicans all agreed that hey look, that's that's egregious. This yeah. shouldn't be happening. But somehow it stepped from uh, bad cops to uh, white and Black Lives Matter gets into it. The mm-hmm. narrative gets lost because of the news. Because for every situation that you can find for a black man, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. uh, on and on, you can find the exact example. And matter of fact, for every one, you can find two of uh, whites getting done like that because the police, the police uh, shooting or killing unarmed black people is twice as high when it comes to white people. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that when you're talking about 65% of whites versus 13%, okay, that, that's a bigger thing. That is a bigger, that's a bigger percentage uh, of, of blacks versus whites. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are other underlying factors. Thing about uh, systemic racism. Okay. Well, why do Jamaicans and uh, Haitians, basically every other black immigrant that comes to this country, does better than native-born blacks that have slave ancestry? Every one of them. Black people with slave ancestry, with no immigrants in their family, and I'm seven. I have seven generations. Uh, that's been in this country, and I can trace my generations. At least four were slaves. Right on. So, I, and, and we've been doing. My my parents got that when we lived when we lived in Tennessee, because that's where our slave ancestry come from. My my last name is actually British. So my family were British slaves before there was before they were uh, before there was uh, the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Why is it that all these these other African or or African ancestry immigrants from different countries can come over to the United States and and do well in this system, but then there's there's the black natives that can't do well, and then they say, well, you know what? It's systemic racism because black the black family. The black economic wealth and stuff like that didn't start declining until the 1980s. So why wasn't this a factor during the Jim, Jim Crow era mm-hmm. or, the, or, the, or, or the Reconstruction era? There was no uh, wealth gap like, like, like we see now. Like there's a huge wealth, wealth gap now uh, as far as native-born blacks. Mm-hmm. Now, when you... When you when you use the uh, like I said when you use the immigrant blacks you don't see that you don't see that 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 as high of a they're not at the bottom they're actually at the top percentile when you talk about all blacks in America that's a fact so like I said I mean that's a lot to digest yeah right there's a lot to digest with that got that's a lot of questions that's a lot of questions yeah that's a lot that's a lot to digest and I was big uh, come. And Jack to, you know, 
Yeah. They can come in on that. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, jump them, uh, bring them back on and, uh, and you know, of course, see what their two cents are in regards to this. So, Enemy, thank you so much for calling. Uh, I'm going to throw them. I'm going to throw the question over to them. OK. OK. Thank Thanks. you, brother. Peace. All right, let's get back into it real quick. See what their thoughts are. Hey guys, hopefully hey. you guys, hopefully you guys were able to hear that uh, conversation. Um, yeah. So I wanted to get you guys' uh, two cents on that, you know, before I jump in and say anything for myself. So, uh, you know, he he really wanted to hear from you guys. So speak on it. So you know, it's a couple of different like um, he said Twitter a lot videos and YouTube <laughs> videos and stuff that had uh, had come out, and, and the same thing where. A black man was saying, you know, uh, there's no racism in, in America. There's no uh, situation set up to where, like, the, you know, African-Americans in, in America uh, can't succeed. Um, it's kind of uh, going around the whole idea of a systemic, you know, um, holdback, basically, and saying that just if you work hard that you can succeed. Now, if someone's coming in as an immigrant from another country over here and then can try to set themselves up, um, you know, that hard work ethic, and I guess if you're leaving another country on your own in a current day situation and coming over, uh, there you're already with that plan of probably coming over here with nothing and are going to work uh, and you have planned to work hard to get where you want to go. I don't think that that argument that is enough. I don't think that just, you know, hard work is enough for most Americans. A lot of people that work hard white, black, Asian, anybody. Like, if you work hard, there's a lot of people that work hard all their life and they have nothing to show for it. Right. Uh, and so, But if there is a system that is set up and you're put into this cog, in, a, in this wheel, that you know is constantly holding you back and is constantly not giving you the same opportunities and is constantly telling you that you're not good enough or is, is setting you up for you know, this mentality that, uh, you know, that white America is better, uh, than everybody else, then it makes it a, that much harder to succeed. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, even people that are, you know, wealthy families that have left and come over, they don't necessarily have the means, you know, here to, you know, to do it. You might be a doctor in another country and come here and the, your doctorate doesn't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you have to start all over. It doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. And, uh, you know, there's, there are the occasional, you know, success stories that come out. But I don't think that it's a overwhelming thing. Look at all the immigrants that are coming now that don't have jobs, that don't have, you know, a successful life, but they have left out of an area that is war-torn and is, you know, but it's, it's I guess it's safer here, but is not necessarily the success in American dream that everyone, you know, was set up to believe that they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know why some you know, individuals succeed out of out of any type of thing. Like you get, um, you are pushed the stories or heard the stories of, um, and especially the media likes to bring up. Oh, well, you know, they were raised in the in the Bronx in the worst part of the neighborhood, and they succeeded. Right. And so you know, why can't you? Uh, and but there are so many different elements that go into someone's upbringing, and whether or not their family had both parents, whether they had a successful job, whether those parents talk to their kids about certain things, whether they gave them the the means to be able to think on their own to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously schooling doesn't do it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Jack, I mean, uh, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, it's, um, 
Now, I was interested that he was mentioning the, the history of socialism or communism with uh, NAACP, and I, there's a lot of history there. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, it just – I'm not really sure what to say about it, and I don't know <laughs> the – you know the the long history of socialism and with the NAACP. Uh, I mean, take into account back then you're living under Jim Crow era capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, socialism, which is all about lifting up the underclass, and I can see where that would be a very appealing ideology to African Americans living under Jim Crow in you know the early 20th century. It, be a very, very appealing, um, very appealing form of economics. If, if, I mean, we're still at that point, what, 50 years out of, uh, outside of the end of slavery. I don't know. I, I, I'm not exactly sure that there was, you know, the, the media stoking the flames of this. I don't really know that I, Mm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah, can I, can I, can I jump on here real quick? Because I, I know that, uh, Tom. Trust me, I, I, I feel you on what your, like the thoughts that are going through your mind right now. Uh, and I feel the, I feel all both of you guys. I feel what's going on in the room because I feel what, what Enemy Nation's saying, and I feel what you two are saying as well. Um, it's a very slippery, slippery slope. Um, you know, when it comes to talking about communism, capitalism, socialism, uh, the NAACP or the NRA, you know, what, what, what sprouted it, what started it, the whole nine in regards to the, 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 the media, um, uh, stoking the flames of, uh, of this whole thing of systemic racism and the whole nine um, to everything from uh, for covering all those things. So r- real quick, I just wanted to say a few things now. Number one, um, all right, there's not really a list of things, but one of the things that really popped up, you were just talking about that, Tom, about, uh, about media um, covering and stoking the flames. And this is what he mentioned. And of course, I wanted to kind of tap on it really quick. So here it is. The media, um, the media is a very funny thing. Uh, of course, it, you know, like I talked about last night, uh, and I've said a million times before, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. So, of course, they're going after all the things that they see would bring eyeballs to their channel, to their news station, the whole nine. Unfortunately, them are the breaks. That's just how it is. But at the same time, the media is not really the only place that's stoking the flames or putting the awareness of the systemic racism out there. Social media is another factor into this thing. I feel like there's a lot of things. Now, let's just say this. Think about this for a second, my brothers and sisters, all right? You have a video where a man has his knee on another man's neck. Throw out race, throw out cop, throw out black, white, doesn't matter. Put that out for a second. Just a video about that. Okay? Where are you seeing that video? 95% of the time, you're seeing this on your phone. Where are you seeing that on your phone? Social media. 
Now, that is something that the people that you're talking about, everyone, you're talking about the general public is resharing, 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 retweeting, retweeting, commenting, sharing, sharing, sharing. And it goes all over the place to the point where the media sees it as well, because they start saying, oh, this is this this is this thing that's blowing up. Then they start bringing awareness to it. Then they start talking about it. But the flames were already stoked way before the media even got their hands on said video. For me, when I found out about George Floyd's death, I saw it online. I didn't see it on TV. I didn't turn on Fox, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, or the local news. I opened up my phone, and there it was, social media. So when you talk about the media stoking the flames, no. This is what social media is there for, in a way. It, they are sometimes, social media is more on the pulse of what's really going on than media. Media kind of, regular media, traditional media, let's just say, seems to ride on the band, ride on the, on the uh, seems to piggyback off of what's going on in social media. Shoot, I got so many friends that are in t- that are TV journalists and all that stuff that are working for local uh, local news stations and all that. And they tell me to the to my face that they have rooms that are basically just an entire huge social media office where they just watch everything that's going on on social media to find out what's popping off so that they can be on top of what's going on. So social media that's really putting out the stuff out there. The, the regular news is just trying to catch up. So I don't, enemy, I don't agree with you in regards to the media stoking the flames. I don't think so. Those videos were viral before they even start talking about said thing. They're talking about it because everybody else is. And they want to be able to be the person, they want to be the first place or the first station to, to bring out and talk about what's going on on social media. So why? So that they can get more eyeballs on their, on their channel, on their station. I mean, that's the, that's the real truth of it all. So I don't, I don't fully agree with that. Now, let's go into the like NRA, NAACP, so on and so forth. We even talk about Democrat, Republican. All these groups started in some sort of way. They all are a root of something, whether it's good or not. You know, shoot, man, you could talk about Bloods and Crips. The Bloods and Crips were created because they wanted to protect their own community. It morphed into something else. But it started as something and turned into something else. So you can say the same thing about NAACP. You can say the same thing about NRA. You can say the same thing about being a a, a Republican or Democrat. They all sprout from something, whether it's good or not. They sprout from something, but then morph into something else. So I think I covered all those questions. (laughs) I think, oh, uh, uh, the other thing is, is that somebody said something, uh, enemy nation did say something about, um, uh, why immigrants come to this country and, uh, seem to do, seem to be able to work or be better 
uh, or to to thrive more than than uh, actual uh, Americans, black Americans that are here. Okay, I am a first generation Haitian. So born and raised here, my parents are immigrants. I am a I am a a a son of an immigrant (laughs) of immigrant parents. Uh, first generation American came here. Same story as everybody I've heard a million times, you know, uh, parents came over here. My father came over here with basically nothing in his pocket, worked his tail off and was be, was able to grow a thriving business and do well for himself. We, we all had, we never wanted for nothing. I was a lucky kid in that, in that, in that regard. But at the same time, I think that there are certain things that are holding the black community down instantly that I think that a lot of black immigrants aren't seeing right off the bat. So maybe there's generations, as, as Enemy said, he has, uh, if I'm correct, he has seven, seven generations of, of uh, goes all the way back to, to slavery. Uh, you know, and I hate to say it like this, but you know, maybe it's, it's part of this mentality that's been instilled in the black community that instantly keeps pushing them down. Whereas instead of this being the land and country of opportunity, it's the land and the land of you can't do it because you're black. But then you have the Jamaicans and Haitians and, you know, Africans and all that that come over here and are able to build something because we see America as the land of opportunity. We see the yellow brick road. And it's like, hey, if you work hard and you work your tail off, that maybe something good can come of it. But I think that uh, maybe there is a bit of the, there, maybe there is a bit of, uh, of a mentality that is being like a, a defeatist m- mentality that is instilled in some sort of way. But I don't know. I can't really speak for the whole black community. I am just one voice and I am just one person. But I know that I grew up with a lot of, Haitian, a lot of Haitians and Jamaicans. And they all came here realizing that from in, in comparison to where they came from, this was a much better situation than where they were, than where they were, were at. And that they just utilized the opportunities as much as they could, and they worked their tails off. There it is. I think I answered everything. I think. Because I didn't want him to think that I'm going to shy away from answering anything. (laughs) Any of his questions. Um, But that's that's what I think about your, your question there. Enemy Nation. So thank you so much for uh, calling in and putting in your, your two cents, you know. Fellas? Yeah, thanks for calling. And I, yeah. I, don't, I, I noted that on the comments here, um, it was noting, they said bait and switch. I don't know if he was saying that I was bait and switching. I'm not sure where that comment was, uh, I guess, aimed towards or what statement I made that might have been that, so I apologize if I pulled a bait and switch. Uh, I did not intend that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, we can all find, a, you know, some, I guess, clarity uh, and education 
uh, along the way from mm. uh, you know as we go over the next you know several months and see what what happens from everything. Yeah, uh, and hopefully there is some actual movement that happens. Yeah, because uh, I'm afraid that now that there's indictments and stuff that you know change may happen in a couple of cities, but I, I again am very wary of. I'm you know, thinking, and I'm trying not to be naive and think that there'll be an instant change. Yeah. This is going to be something that happens over the next, you know, next generation is really what is going to going to actually see a big important change. Um, but you know, to say that something's going to happen in the next month or two months, no, um, it's a stretch. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Wait, r- real quick, real quick. Um, a Rodney King, the Rodney King riots and everything was in what year? The ninety two. That was ninety two. Okay, Let's because see. yeah, check it really quick because uh, mm-hmm. Enemy Nation just asked. He said, "Where was social media in nineteen oh eight during the race riots? Then the Tulsa riots and the um, the nineteen ninety two race riots." And I'll Nin- say ninety one was when Rodney King uh, the Rodney King video came out. Okay, March third, nineteen ninety one. Okay, so the race riots happened a year or so afterwards because obviously. Um, because of the the unrest and the you know how people felt in regards to the uh, in regards to uh, Rodney King the Rodney King beating now Rodney King was the very first social media video if you think about it he was the first social like the the first black uh, you know police brutality video that had gone viral in that time uh, ever um, so. I, I can't sit here and say that social media was around in t- uh, 1908. Hell no. And, and also in the, with the Tulsa riot, riots. Of course not. But I can say that at least during that time, you have a video that's being seen over and over and over again. Um, and yes, I get that media in general is out there to tell the stories and put the information out there. How the general public takes it is another thing, too. You got to remember that as well. You know, um, but then again, you know, like I said, we can we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, which we can't. Unfortunately, Um, (laughs) we got to go into a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the next thing we got talking about is Tucker Carlson on his show goes on a racist rant. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go crush that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That would really mean a lot. Of course, keep the conversation still going on down below. We really do appreciate it. And hit that like button down below. Let us know that you're enjoying the conversation. We're having some uh, we're having some very interesting conversations today, and I appreciate everybody who has come in. Uh, you know, shout out to Enemy Nation for bringing up a very, very good, uh, loaded. Uh, how do I say that? Not loaded because that sounds complex. wrong. Complex. Complex question. It's a very good question. You know what I mean? Making us use our brain matter today. Literally, he's making us think. Um, And I I really do appreciate that for sure. Uh, But anyway, we got to get into the other things that are going on in the world and some other news pieces, especially one of our top news stories. Tucker Carlson. Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) But let's just say uh, Fox News pundit Tucker Carlson uh, was on his show just yesterday, if I'm correct, and had uh, quite an interesting rant that uh, kind of like 
popped up a few red flags, a few uh, racist flags. Uh, and, and Tom's got the story. Tommy boy, what's a guan? Yeah, professional wad Tucker Carlson went on <laughs> yesterday. And uh, he, he, you know, he kind of, I mean, we all know what Fox News is. It's a place that stokes fear and outrage among right-wing people. Well, a lot of people are saying Tucker Carlson maybe sold it a little hard yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, he, and I'll, I'll just quote here. Um, oh, I do he was have talking the about the Black Lives Matter movement. He said that, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is not about, uh, he says, definitely not about black lives. He says, this may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through, but it is definitely not about black lives. And he says, remember that when they come for you. And at this rate, right. they will. I got the, anyone, uh... he says, anyone who has ever been subjected to the rage of the mob knows the feeling. He continued, it's like being swarmed by hornets. You cannot think clearly, and the temptation is to panic, but you can't panic. You've got to keep your head and tell the truth. If you show weakness of any kind, they will crush you. Yeah. So basically he's saying Black Lives Matter is coming into your home. They're yeah, I was coming just saying, for you, white I, America. Yeah, and I was just saying I got the uh, the video right here. I, I know he just quoted it all, but we're just going to play the video anyway. Here it is. It's central to the life prospects of children. They try to make black neighborhoods as safe as their own neighborhoods. They would close the payday lenders that add so much misery to the lives of poor people of all colors. But they don't even consider doing any of this. They don't even try. Instead, they encourage theft and mayhem as if that will help. It will not help. This may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through. But it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come for you. And at this rate, they will. Anyone who's ever been subjected to the rage of the mob knows the feeling. It's like being swarmed by hornets. You cannot think clearly. And the temptation is to panic. But you can't panic. You've got to keep your head and tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you show weakness of any kind, they will crush you. Ask Drew Brees. By some accounts, poor Drew Brees is on his fourth apology for the crime of defending the American flag. He decided to apologize, and now they're using him as a propaganda organ, hostage tape after hostage tape. At a moment like this, there is no advantage in cowardice, in being Mitt Romney. You think you're saving yourself. You're just empowering the worst people, people who hate you. Before you know it, you're confessing to crimes you didn't commit. Don't start. Tell the truth. And the truth is, this is a good country. Wow. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah. That's Tucker Carlson for your ass. Um, now, they, he kept saying they, 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 he, did he, did he compare the Black Lives Movement, the Black Lives Matter movement to hornets? Did he just? Kind of, kind of did. The hell, the hell is wrong with this dude, man? Like, he is like, he is fear mongering. He's literally trying to sit there and go, oh, wait, wait for them. They're coming for you. The boogeyman is coming for you. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Get out of here. And then he's sitting there talking about uh, Drew Brees. Oh, he's on his fourth apology, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, you know, Drew Brees should have just said something that he needed to say in a, in a more diplomatic manner, realized the climate of what's going on right now, and kept his mouth shut. He could have just kept kept his mouth shut. If he's on his fourth apology video, shoot, man, that's on him. If he wants to decide to pick up his phone and make another apology video, no offense, but you made that bed, Drew. Lie in it. 
That's what I think. <laughs> Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, it feels like he's, if he feels that he wants to go and be a part of the Black Lives Black Life Matter, Black Lives Matter movement or protest and be there in solidarity, shoot, that's his own prerogative, man. In fact, I salute you. Mitt, thank you. We need more people over there. That's so ridiculous. Tucker Carlson is on crack. He's smoking some good ass crack cocaine. That's what I think. Guys. I'll say Tucker Carlson. I mean, that's his bread and butter. Stoking fear among mostly white, older conservatives. That's his bread and butter. So getting mad at Tucker Carlson for stoking fear is like getting mad at Tony Hawk for writing a skateboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's what he does. That's his whole reason for being is to stoke fear. I, I he just sold it a little hard. I I would say on yesterday's show when he said Black Lives Matter is coming for you. Literally, I mean, you're you're overselling it a bit at that point. He's but like, again, hide your kids, Tucker hide your Carlson wife. Has peddled in this forever. This is what made Tucker Carlson is stoking white fear and angst. So it's just another in a long list. If you, want, if you want to do yourself a favor today, go watch the old video of Jon Stewart being a guest on Crossfire back from 2004, where he just rips that show apart. That show was canceled within months of Jon Stewart being on it, because he just called Tucker Carlson out on his BS, the same thing he does today. Mm-hmm. So well, watch wish, that video. Jack. I, I wish that the cable companies uh, would be like Twitter and put like a little warning below certain shows uh, say like all of Fox News and uh, <laughs> you know if they can do a little bit of uh, fact checking and uh, you know hate mongering checks uh, that would be that'd be good but I don't see that happening anytime soon mm-hmm. but, I, yeah. I I would I would I would see that's the thing like we need more John Stewart types to go on to Tucker Carlson's show and just annihilate him right there on camera on his own show. The fact that he has the, the audacity to go and sit there and try to make it seem like the Black Lives Matter movement is like the boogeyman coming to invade white America, suburban white America is messed up. It's repugnant. Seeing that video makes me sick to my stomach. And I know that sounds a little dramatic. I don't give a damn. That's the kind of stuff that white suburbia sees. They put it into their brains and then they automatically are fear. They, they fear black people. They fear anybody that they see wears a I can't breathe shirt or a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or anything holding a sign. They automatically think that they are the enemy. And that's the thing. You are creating a rift. You are creating a divide. You are helping with the divide instead of helping merge. You cannot tell me like, this is to Tucker. Yo, Tuck Tuck. Yo, T-Dog. TC, what's good? Let me ask you something, man. You can't tell me that the things that you saw in that viral video, you can't tell me that th- that stuff was okay. You can't tell me 
that what's going on outside where people are protesting is unjust. Not every place, not every city is out here burning buildings and looting and rioting. You're making it sound like we're trying to, you're making it sound like the, the Black Lives Matter movement is out here trying to rape and pillage. That is far from the truth. If you see somebody like Mitt Romney and other white people that are standing, in, standing with us in solidarity, that's showing that there's something going on. It's not about violence and mayhem. You know, now you got, <laughs> you're basically having people go outside or stare out their windows, you know, it, you know uh, fear, feared for their lives, holding their AR-15s in white suburbia. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's not how it's supposed to be. Period. Period. No. You have no right to say what you're saying, man. You should not be using your platform like this, man. You are fear you are a fearmonger. How dare you, man? That's stupid. Tom. Yeah, I I mean, again, I mean, as Tucker calls his bread and butter, it's what he's always done. He's always been a fearmonger. That's why he's on Fox News, which is a fear-mongering channel. Word. But, I mean, you want to talk about Black Lives Matters is coming into suburbia. I mean, we had a Black Lives Matter protest in St. Charles over the weekend. I think white people are still okay in St. Charles today. I'm pretty sure Pretty sure that protest didn't end. Saying, I mean, if you want to warn people that Black Lives Matter is coming to their community, yeah, maybe it is coming to your community, and it should be peaceful. But... This idea that, you know, they're coming for you is mm -hmm. just, uh, that's some old school, that's some old school racism right there. That's some old school black people are coming for you. They're coming into your lily white neighborhood. Oh, look out. I mean, that's some old school. That's some old school racism. That's the stuff that you, you that's the quiet part you don't say out loud anymore. Yep. You know, <laughs> if you're Tucker Carlson. Jeez. Yep. That stuff, that is the stuff that really exists. He said those things, but the funny thing is, the sad thing is, is that there's a lot of people out here that are thinking exactly what he's thinking right now. Candace Owens. Anyway. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. It's unfortunate. But if you're, if you're looking to see uh, Tucker Carlson get put in his place, seriously, do yourself a favor. Find that video of Jon Stewart on Crossfire with Tucker Carlson. Watch that today. It's one of the most beautiful, <laughs> beautiful videos ever put out. Yeah, I saw it this morning. It was crazy. It was absolutely <laughs> crazy, man. Um, and it was great. It was hilarious. It was definitely needed. Definitely, definitely needed. Uh, so let's go on to some other news real quick. I know that there is CrossFit's owner, the creator of CrossFit, uh, just lost a huge endorsement um, from Reebok because of a tweet, a very, very uh, insensitive, insensitive tweet. Uh, thank you for so much, Jack. I needed that. I need to find the word. Not everything can be racist all the time, right? 
<laughs> Trouble. Anyway, oh, can be. <laughs> insensitive tweet. Uh, he went to his Instagram. I mean, he went to his Twitter. Um, I forget his name. What the what the hell is that man's name? It Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman. So Greg Gla- Greg or G- Greg Greg. Yeah. Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman was on his uh, Twitter. He tweeted something very simple, just to just basically one word, two words, if you will. It said Floyd 19. And Twitter went ablaze so much that uh, people reported it, obviously uh, sent a tweet out to Reebok to basically say, hey, you guys need to investigate this because this is some racist, racist stuff. This is a racist tweet. And uh, Reebok ended up walking away from CrossFit. And if you don't know, and if you've been living under a rock, or if you just don't work out, you know, you don't lift any dumbbells, CrossFit has been a huge movement all throughout the country, all throughout the world. I mean, there's CrossFit games. There is some serious CrossFitters out there that are CrossFit for life all day, every day. And one of their main sponsors for all their clothing, all that, is Reebok. It's like it's like Nike saying goodbye to Jordans. It's crazy. Reebok literally backs the CrossFit games, the CrossFit genre, and the CrossFit movement. Now that they are splitting up with CrossFit, this is very big news. Tom. Yeah, it, you know, this tweet came out. There, the, He was responding to a tweet from the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Uh, their Twitter account said that they had classified racism and discrimination as a public health issue. Uh, and that's when Glassman, in response, said, it's, it's Floyd-19, you know, obviously a reference to COVID-19. Um, so obviously very insensitive upset a lot of people and yeah uh reebok has ended its 10-year partnership with crossfit 10 years y'all sorry 10 years sorry but 10 years okay but you could see in the in with with crossfit you could see crossfit i'm not surprised that glassman said this not at all crossfit is very i'm sorry but it gives off that america vibe it's all day america all day, all day, every day. So I'm not surprised that Glassman made that tweet. Real talk. I'm not surprised, you know. And, and would you be surprised that Glassman issued an apology? Would you like me to read yeah, it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Did he make an apology? He sure did. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Come on with it, man. Glass, glass, it seems like we do this every day with somebody right. saying something really dumb and saying, oh, I didn't mean that thing it, I said 12 minutes ago. Isn't it, funny, here we go. isn't it funny? Like every day there's some sort of white person that's sitting there going, I'm, I'm sorry. I love black people. We, uh, you look in my eyes. You can see I'm sincere. I'm so sorry. Drew Brees. I'm just I'm 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 channeling some Drew Brees. I'm sorry. But anyway, go ahead. This is hilarious. He said, I, CrossFit headquarters, and the CrossFit community will not stand for racism. I made a mistake by the words I chose yesterday. My heart is deeply saddened by the pain it has caused. It was a mistake, not racist, but a mistake. I don't know if that's for him to say it's not racist. I'm not racist, but. Yeah, I'm not racist, but I still want to secure the bags. (laughs) I'm not racist, but I have to say sorry because I want to make sure I secure the bags. Sorry. 
but I need to secure the bags and I don't want to lose Reebok. Uh, it's all good. New Balance is looking for some people to endorse. You know what I'm saying? That'd be f- <laughs> Can you imagine all CrossFitters running around in, in dad shoes, dad sneakers? Hey. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? You know for a fact it's the New Balance that are the ones that are, are, are stained in grass. You know what I'm saying? They're the grass-stained shoes that you use only when you're cutting the grass. You know, you don't really rock, you know, New Balance when you're going out trying to get laid. Just saying. I'm just saying. Well, you keep them, you know, fresh and clean. And, you know, you might be able to accomplish anything in a, in a pair of uh, New Balance. Hey, man, <laughs> any, anything's possible. You can do anything if magic made it. But I'll say this, too, though. No one, or I would, I would love to see... What sneaker company backs CrossFit from this point on? I think I can field this one. Go ahead. It'll be the new Fox News shoe, the uh, uh, new Fair and Balanced. That, ah, that yes. works? Is that something? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man, Tom, I love you. Uh, but, but at the same time, they're, they're untouchable right now, at least for a little bit. You know, unless they get an endorsement or a, a work out some partnership deal with somebody and they fly under the radar. They do it right when some other catastrophe happens and they go, yeah, sign real quick. Here you go. Mm-hmm. We, we now got Adidas. You know what I mean? Or we, we now got Adidas. Say again, what? Adidas. Yes, Adidas. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. It's interesting. It's funny how he's quick to go, I'm so sorry. It wasn't ri- don't don't defend that it wasn't racist when a company leaves your ass because they believed it was racist. Just say what I said was wrong and I'm sorry. And then hopefully you can go back to securing the bags. But there's a yeah, lot hope people of believe that fake apology and they come back and start spending more money with you. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, CrossFit boxes, as they call them. They're basically gyms that have now try are now trying to disassociate themselves with CrossFit altogether because of mm. this particular tweet. He destroyed his entire organiz- his entire company and everything that he's been building for for 10 years in one small little tweet. How dumb do you have to be to do that? I can answer that. Real dumb. Anyway, well- yeah, Candace Owens might set up a GoFundMe for him. <laughs> exactly. But then it would be suspended because then it's only, you know, hate mongering and, 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 and being behind all this, the, the racism and, and anti-bullying and la, 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 la. You know what I mean? You know what she can go do is go to fundanything.com, the Trump-backed oh, campaign fund website. That's great. Where you can fund anything. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. Yeah. I mean, is she, is, she, is she like turning into the Santa Claus of racists? <laughs> it's like, hey, you said something racist. Here's a whole bunch of money. But here, here's, here's something funny, though. Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> she is. There's a difference. Wait, hang on. Santa. <laughs> what? Pesco's already ruined uh, Santa Claus for my kids, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, uh, Tanavane, I'm done with you, man. 
Tano Vane just said, I wonder if the military will stop supporting CrossFit now. And that's a very good question, too, because I know that there's a lot of military uh, branches, uh, a lot of uh, armed forces branches that are starting to get behind uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the whole nine. So I'm interested to see that, too. You know, that's a good question, because a lot of their all of their uh, no, not all, but a good portion of their exercises and their workouts and stuff are uh, named after fallen soldiers, you know, like the Murph, so on and so forth. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, I've done them billions, billions of them, you know, um, a billion of those uh, exercises. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently, yeah, I'd love to see what they say, you know. <laughs> I would, I would wear, uh, somebody said, Lax Payne said, uh, I would wear the new balance balances. Just give my friends a chance. <laughs> That's pretty he, good. I bet the owner is going to be like, uh, we're just going to rename everything. It's going to be Chris CrossFit uh, to be right. sensitive to the black community. So <laughs> Chris CrossFit. So then all their clothing is backwards and they're just the jump, jump. The daddy Mac will make you jump. You know what I'm saying? I missed the bus. We're, we're, you talk about a deep cut, son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, uh, uh, it's the bomb. I drop bombs like Hiroshima. Come on now. You crisscross? Come on. And then everything's crisscross applesauce. Every, all the clothing's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has a hip hop theme. So you got to, instead of every exercise that's named after a soldier, we omit those and, and replace them with fallen uh, rap icons. Yes, that that'll be genius, actually, if you think about it, you know, like the Tupac, something like that, the Biggie. You see what I'm saying? No. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll just do it for Black History Month, though. Oh, Jesus. See, now that's racist. If it's only just for one month, it's got to be every every single month. Can't only be just one month. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. You got to be fair up in this piece, man. Don't get it twisted. Anyway, let's move on to the next conversation. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Tom. Yes. Well, uh, we've got a few few more stories here that oh. are left. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Florida? Florida. That Florida. one's crazy. Florida. 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 Yeah. Let's talk about the Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida is offering uh, the Florida police. The Florida police union is offering to hire cops who were fired or resigned over police misconduct. What yes. the f is this, bruh? Come on, speak on yeah. it, Tom. Yeah, the Brevard County Fraternal Order of Police Twitter account mm -hmm. uh, tweeted out yesterday. I think it was yesterday that. Well, it was on June 6th. They said, hey, Buffalo 57 and Atlanta 6, we are hiring in Florida. Lower taxes, no spineless leadership or dumb mayors rambling on at press conferences. Plus, we got your back. Hashtag law and order Florida. Hashtag move to where you are. Heart. Hashtag sunshine. Only so in Florida. So this guy's basically saying, hey, if your cop has been fired for misconduct, come on down to Brevard County. And uh, we'll be pleased as punch to have you. Wow. So, you know, that's like, again, it's, it's just a few bad eggs. That's like a conservative union's view of providing sanctuary. <laughs> like, 
Sanctuary. Um, let me let me let me let me ask you guys something. Um, ain't that a little messed up? Would you say that's really messed up? Come on down. That's that's really. I want to say that I want to curse right now. It's really up. Yep. It's really mucked up. That's mucked up, yo. That is really mucked up. So you're telling me all the bad cops can come to Florida because it's safe down there. That don't make no sense, man. Yeah. This is, they, can, they can stand their ground down there and not have to worry about it. Florida police just showed their ass. They, exp- they totally exposed butt, both butt cheeks. They exposed the hell out of their ass. You can't tell me that that's okay. Nobody go to Florida. I ain't going to Florida anytime soon. F that. I don't want to die. Shoot. It is It is probably where a majority of the perineum's sunning is going on. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, a lot of vitamin D. <laughs> but at the same time, no. Florida, no. No, Florida. You don't say that stuff. You just expose yourself. As much as they say, oh, racism isn't real and we don't do that kind of stuff. Why? Why would you go and bring all the bad cops over to you? Why are you why are you inviting that? That's terrible. Wow, man. Yeah. What? It kind of blows a giant hole in the argument that what we're seeing with police is a few bad apples. When you have the head of the Brevard County Fraternal Order Police, the the union, saying, hey, if you've had officer misconduct charges that have ended your career in other cities, come on down here and work for us. I mean, you want to be able to say in these situations that Derek Chauvin and the other officers involved in that case are an aberration and are an anomaly. But when you have, you know, entire police departments saying that they condone it, and when you have 57 Buffalo police officers saying they're going to resign from the riot response unit because two guys that roughed up an old man were rightfully disciplined, it really blows a hole in that argument that we're dealing with just a few bad cops and that there's not a larger systemic rot going on there. Mm. Has uh, Trump retweeted it? <laughs> he's, he's, he's tweeted a lot of different things uh, as of late. Um, he, did, he did say something in regards to the 75-year-old man, um, but... Um, he say he tripped? They said that he. They say that he was. He says that he he was pushed, but then he he tripped him on himself. Like he tripped on himself, and he said that. Um, he said this in a tweet that um, the man was trying to scan um, their stuff so that he can have like surveillance or something crazy like that. It was it was some wild, but he was saying that the seventy five year old man was trying to do some something technical. <laughs> Yeah, um, huh. I'm actually going to look this up because it was That's really uh, it was mind blowing. Um, hold on. I'm going to f- I'm going to find it. I'm pulling up a thing from the Floridian press right now. 
Uh, Florida Democrats supports defunding uh, the police. Uh, uh, supports defunding police. DeSantis stocks up for hurricane season. Uh, for, I'm trying to see a thing. There's something about because uh, I was looking up to see if he retweeted about the Florida uh, Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have the tweet about the 75 year old man real quick. Okay, yeah, so this that. is the tweet that he said. He said uh, Buffalo protesters shoved by police could be an Antifa provocateur. 75 year old uh, Martin Gugino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. I watched, uh, I guess own, uh, he watched, he fell harder than he was pushed, was aiming scanner. Could be a setup? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I hadn't seen that tweet. You, I mean, if you watch that video, that guy's pushed very clearly by the guy with the nightstick. Oh, yeah. He's got a 75-year-old beanpole. How do you think he's going to fall? Exactly. Jesus. He's going to fall hard. He's going to fall hard. And he's 75 years old. Let's just say that again. The man is 75 years old. He's 75 years old. Bruh, why? Why would you tweet this? Literally. He was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. Where was he scanning said equipment? With what? He had a phone in his hand. I mean, it looked to me like, and this is the what people are saying, is that he was trying to re- return one of the helmets that was dropped by one of the cops. You can see when he goes up there, he's got one of the cops' helmets in his hands. I mean, if you think that guy is a threat to you to the point where you've got to be physical with him at all, guess what? You shouldn't be a cop at all. Oh, yeah. If you're a 75-year-old man that looks like you're about 110 pounds wet, Right. And you think that guy's a threat to you with your, you know, how many weapons do they have on their belt between tasers and guns and billy clubs and bulletproof vests? And you're going to tell me this geriatric old man that, you know, was working with like a Catholic charity. That's your that's that's your threat. Get real. Unbelievable, man. Um, Yeah, it's uh, I have nothing to say upon that. Tom said it beautifully. Uh, real talk. Get real. Um, also, uh, mourners gathered to pay tribute to George Floyd's funeral. Uh, they are uh, live. They are streaming it live right now as we speak on, on Twitter. Um, so the funeral is has commenced and is already in action as we speak. Um, just a quick, quick thing real quick. Uh, for, so anybody who's interested in paying their respects or being a part of the the funeral, uh, it is streaming live on Twitter right now. I'm sure it's, t- it's streaming all over everywhere right now, to be completely honest. Um, uh, so, yeah, what were you saying, uh, Jack? You were looking up a tweet. Yeah, quick, I was sorry. trying to see if he had retweeted uh, about the police shooting. I couldn't find anything on there. Uh, ah. But he, he's been going off on a little rant on what else on is there? Twitter. <laughs> he's angry. Like I said, his his approval ratings ratings have gone down. So he is fla- he's philandering or philandering. He's uh, what's the word? What's the word? Why am I forgetting words today? Damn. Um, uh, he's floundering. What are you trying to say? Like he's he's just he's desperate. Basically, all I'm saying is that he's desperate right now. He is de- basically trying. He's trying to grab onto anything and and try to get re- regain some of his popularity back, you know, 
Um, now, there is also speculation that he might take out, just speaking of Trump real quick, uh, there's speculation that he might put out the vaccine early without actually getting it properly uh, tested just so that he can get his approval rating back up as well. So remember there was COVID. Remember there was COVID-19 out here. And um, there's a lot of people, thank you, enemy, flailing. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Flailing. Lax paint. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, He's he's flailing. Um, But at the same time, he there's speculation that he might put out the vaccine early just so he can make just before elections so that he can get some of the his approval ratings back up so he can get the love back. Which is him flailing. But can he legally do that? I don't know. I, I would I would imagine any vaccine would have to pass through rigorous FDA, you know. Not if he I just I don't think he can. I mean, he he does this a lot where he'll say, "I'm going to do this" or "I'm going to do that," and it's like, "Yeah, you don't have any legal ability to do that whatsoever." He frequently will go out and say things that make him sound like a dictator, and then like five minutes later, people are like, "Hey, calm down. He can't actually do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> he uh, doesn't have a legal avenue to do that." It's so. like, "Uh, well, actually, no. He can't do that at all. What are you talking about?" Um, actually, um, tapping on the shoulder, he can't do that. Just so you know, can you tell him? Cause I don't want to get fired. Tell him really quick. No, you tell him. Go tell him. Yeah. Re- remember how we were going to leave the who, um, and the world health organization and yep. now, we're not, but it's not really talked about, <laughs> but because we, he didn't have the ability just to pull out like at, at his own discretion. Like right. that's. Yeah, there's limits to what our president can do. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Oh, the, the idea, though, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, I hadn't heard about this conspiracy theory that Trump's been pushing against that 75-year-old protester in yeah. Buffalo. And I don't mean to laugh because that guy's still in critical condition. And what happened to him is absolutely sickening. He's not trying to jam their police communication. I mean, get real they're saying this guy was like heading up the vandalism he works with like a catholic charity he's a 75 year old peaceful man mm-hmm. i mean it looked to me like he's trying to return an officer's helmet and he i mean it looked like at one point he maybe tapped one of the cops with his cell phone and then that's basically it. they just went ballistic he's a 75 look at the guy yeah look at him how do you think that guy's going to fall if you push him with a knife stick? I mean, he looks like he's on freaking stilts. My guess, hard? Yeah. He's going to fall hard? Yeah. And he's and going he to break because he's 75 years old? Man. Timber. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, you know, the harder they fall, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which which timber? Are you talking about Kesha's timber? timber? Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to go to for that <laughs> cheesy ish. Um, uh, but yes, moving on. Uh, something a little bit more lighthearted. Mad Magazine's legend Al Jaff, Jaffe uh, yeah. retires at age ninety nine. Let's talk about that really quick. That's crazy. Ninety nine yeah. years old. Wow. Ninety nine. And if you've 
if you've seen, yeah, I mean, if you grew up on Mad Magazine, I certainly did. I did. did. You know, I most that, definitely that was, did, bro. I that did. was my consolation prize for going to the grocery store with my mother. She'd buy me a Mad Magazine. Uh, but, that's what's up. Yeah, but you, if if you remember Mad Magazines, they had the the final page of it was the fold in where it would be like one image, and then you'd fold the paper, and it oh, would yeah. create a different image. It would answer a question. Uh, he he was the artist that did those. So wow. if you've ever enjoyed those fold-ins in that's Mad dope. Magazine, that was Al Jaffe. That's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously a legend in the cartoon world. Um, I mean, just as a person myself, it would get Mad Magazine. Even if it was a, you know, a dud of an issue, you always had that back page to go to. That yeah. was always something interesting. And that was like, you know, for me, when I was like 10 or 12, that was high art. That was like, how did how did he make it do that? I mean, that was the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel to me. Was like those back pages of Bad Magazine. But yeah, that's that. He, he's retiring at ninety nine after fifty six years. Nines and nine. I mean, it, it, the, what what blows my mind is that he was able to keep a steady hand for that long. You know, up until right. his you know the ripe old age of ninety nine. That's amazing. You know, and what he can did to what he contributed to the Mad Magazine, to Mag Magazine, and to that whole thing. I mean, man, I grew up with that stuff too. So huge, thank you. I mean, shoot, I love that stuff. I loved Mag Mad Magazine. Shoot, my my parents were not cool with it because they they thought it was too risque growing <laughs> up. Uh, so it was like I had to hide to read that and cracked. Cracked magazine. Oh, cracked. Remember Cracked? Yeah. Yeah, yep. man. I used to read that stuff like crazy. I used to love that stuff, man. Um, so, yeah. Huge shout out to Al Jaffe, you know? 99 yeah. years old, retiring. Yeah. That's amazing. Officially the longest working uh, comic book artist ever. That's incredible. That's Absolute so dope. legend. All right. Uh, moving on to the next thing real quick. IBM uh, exits facial recognition business. And yes. calls for police reform. What's up with this, man? Yeah, I guess IBM had been uh, involved in some facial recognition software. Uh, but they are now saying that they are exiting that part of their business, which admittedly was not, it was, it was not really performing for them. But they're shutting that down, saying that they don't, that they oppose using any of that such software for purposes of mass surveillance and racial profiling. So they're, they're afraid that it's going to be used for mass surveillance, racial profiling. I think initially they set up their businesses, um, you know, the facial recognition thing for more professional back-end stuff for, like, mm -hmm. security reasons, scan your face, you get in the door or whatever. Right. But I think they're seeing the way it's being implemented, maybe not so much here in the United States yet, but certainly in China you can see, you know, they've got their social credit system and they've been using facial recognition to, you know, pinpoint who some of the protesters are in Hong Kong. So IBM, you know, granted this wasn't a very profitable profitable department for them, but they are going to shut down their facial recognition uh, industry. Wow. I have a, I have a thing, a statement here, that uh, a letter that I wrote to Congress. Um, it says, responsible technology policies. Technology can increase transparency and help police protect communities, but must not promote discrimination or racial injustice. IBM no longer offers general-purpose IBM facial recognition 
or analysis software. IBM firmly opposes and will not condone uses of any technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors for mass surveillance, racial profiling, violations of basic human rights and freedoms, or any purpose which is not consistent with our values and principles of trust and transparency. We believe now is the time to begin a national dialogue on whether and how facial recognition technology should be employed by domestic law enforcement agencies. Hmm. Well said. Well said. So, yeah. You know, uh, and you know, I've I've heard things too that um, there's been a lot of issues with the uh, actual facial recognition stuff because it works very very well in white people. Mm. It does not work very well in people of color. Uh, and, and that that was has been a concern that's been brought up to the creators of them, saying that they that um, the people using it want to be able to have a, a better overall. Uh, you know, individual recognition software. Uh, so, which sounds like it would lead to um, profiling. Mm. Man. Um, well, you know, I think that facial recognition is, I can see the, the, the good and the bad on both sides, of course. Like I always say, I try to stay, I try <laughs> to stay on the fence uh, on certain matters. Uh, so, But I can see invasion of privacy but then at the same time that could stop certain things from certain people from doing bad things or you can catch people so on and so forth but at the same time then nobody's safe no one is safe and that sucks you know no one is uh the the freedom uh of life freedom of Mm -hmm. being able to go anywhere you want is taken away completely if you're just facial recognition everywhere that's terrible you know yeah um so yeah, I, I, you know, but I like their, I, I do really do, I really do appreciate their, their statement. You know, I think it was a very good and well thought out statement for sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good to see, it's good to see a, a corporation like this take a, a, a positive stance for once. Right. I mean, it seems like so often yeah. it's like, hey, if the money's there, we'll do anything, no matter how immoral. But yeah. IBM, I mean, and, they didn't just shut it down. That's the other good thing about this. You know, I, I don't know what IBM, the rest of their corporate policy is, but it, it was nice to see them say, we're not just shutting this down. We're going to say that, you know, we're going to say that this shouldn't be used. You know, we're going to draw a line in the sand and kind of say, here's, we don't, because, I mean, look what's happened in China with facial recognition. I yeah. mean, it's full on 1984 over there. So it, it's it's good to see them not just shut down their own thing, but say, hey, nobody else should be doing this either. I think mm-hmm. that's um, that's going above and beyond, at least as far as corporations go. Yeah. Razor Ramon said malls and public transport will use it for racial profiling. For sure. Absolutely. Like I said, it would just be like I said, there would be goods and bads. You know, there'd be some good and there should be some hella bad. And I see more hella bad than I do see good for sure. Um, you know, uh so yeah, so sure that's crazy. Apparently, um, what? Sorry, I'm 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 looking at this. I'm reading some um, comments down here. They're, they're is saying this an that NYPD thing. The, yeah, something like the NYPD uh, press conference is going on. 
Can, uh, they're doing a press conference talking about the uh, the pl police officer that had shoved one of the uh, peaceful protesters, um, and she uh, was shoved to the ground. Uh, end up like I guess I don't know if she hit her head or not, yeah. but end up having a seizure, uh, and had some other medical things happen. Um, but they're talking in this uh, press conference about um, the Brooklyn District Attorney. Uh, it said in a statement, I fully support the long-held American tradition of nonviolent protests. I cannot tolerate the use of excessive force against anyone exercising this constitutionally guaranteed right. This is especially true of those who are sworn to protect us and uphold the law. I'm deeply troubled by this unnecessary assault. We will now seek to hold this defendant accountable. Uh, and so I think he has been charged with assault. Um, and so uh, once so again, Mayor de Blasio and the NYPD brass are sacrificing cops to save their own skin. Uh, the police union boss said uh, they created the failed strategy for managing these de demonstrations. They sent police officers out to do the job with no support, no clear plan. They should be the ones facing this mob rule justice. We'll say it again. New York City uh, police officers will or have been abandoned by our own leadership. So wow. it sounds like there is a clash going on between the police union there and the rest of the government. Interesting. Hmm. In New York City. In New York City. Interesting. Interesting. Yet we did. Didn't we see one of the chief of police take a knee in New York City? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. A two step. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at my left hand. Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. You're talking about uh, you're talking about the Kansas City shuffle, Kansas City shuffle. Um which I say all the time. Um, but yes, that is very interesting. So now, again, so now there's just, so go ahead, go ahead, Tom, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, again, this is, I mean, this woman was pushed to the ground. Hard dude. Suffered, suffered a concussion. Homie. Had a seizure. She got hit. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Say your thing in a second. She got hit so hard. That dude sent her sailing. She was, she went sailing. Hit the back of her head. She fell hard, man. She had a seizure. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. I just what? <laughs> you keep hearing, and you know our police union in in St. Louis is a friggin' nightmare. Also, yeah, I mean, to the point started. where there's actually a separate black policeman's union because the white, the the regular one is so darn racist. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. But these police unions, I mean, between. Brevard County saying they're going to hire all the fired cops. And then this police union and NYPD saying, you know, trying to defend this this cop that broke a woman's head open, and gave her a seizure. It really undercuts the argument that we're dealing with a few bad apples. There is real rot in the American police in, in most cities, it seems like mm -hmm. there's just rot. That needs to be cleared out. Yeah. And Minneapolis, for their part, is going to rebuild it from the ground up. Obviously, that's pretty controversial, but it's not without precedent. It's happened in Camden, New Jersey. Crime rates in Camden, New Jersey have fallen by like half since right. they restructured their police department. So it, 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 it makes my blood boil every time I see these police unions come out and defend this sort of behavior because it just blows a cannon-sized hole in the argument that it's a few bad eggs. Yeah. It's it's leadership structure. It's from the top down. Trickle-down economy, hey? Yeah. Interesting. I think... 
the, the, the fact that they're saying that, well, one, I'm happy that the, 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 the cop is being tried, like obviously is going to face charges. Um, but I think it's interesting that where, I think it's very interesting where they try to find any excuse under the sun to throw the blame at somebody else to scapegoat um, rather than to take full on responsibility of what's going on. Now that they're saying, oh, de Blasio is just trying to throw the, you know, officers in the police department, the New York, the NYPD under the bus when it's like, no, the you guys are the bus yourselves. You guys are driving over yourselves yourselves. Um, but yeah, I'm just surprised. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised, um, that there's such a, such an issue in New York of all places with this. When I feel like it, I would expect, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe it's me being me living in New York for so long and, and having the love I have for New York in general. Um, I guess I always expected New York to be a little bit different. Their response to be different, you know, and, and be one of the people not saying defund the police, but saying, hey, we need change. We need to reform. So it's just it's very interesting to see that they uh, are, th- are, are saying well, different. Do you know what happened uh, that whole the Blue Lives Matter? Uh, that started in New York. Uh, it became it was a nonprofit called Blue Lives Matter NYC is where it first started. I forgot mm. about that. So. To be honest, um, I forgot about it. Real talk. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, Let's not forget they had stop and frisk there also. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Bloomberg. Um, (laughs) Now, (sighs) interesting. It is very interesting. Long story short, just a very interesting turn of events when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're going to leave it at that for right now. Uh, and see what happens when the, as things develop, you know, because uh, that is interesting news, obviously, with the NYPD and uh, with their uh, press conference and everything. And shout out to John Harrison, who uh, brought that up. So thank you. And, and he's in he's in Malaysia right now. Wow. So for him to sit here and give us that information, damn son. John's on his stuff, man. I'm not I'm not playing. Shout out to John Harrison. He's he's on his stuff, man. Um and he just said NYPD have a long dark history. And you're absolutely right. I keep thinking that you know, I keep associating New York with the NYPD. And I've heard so many stories about the NYPD being so corrupt. I don't know why I keep putting myself in keep throwing them under a different belt or under a different um, uh, category. But yeah, you know, uh, I'm changed. My mind has been changed now. Um, So there it goes. Uh, Alex just said, police unions are the same all over. They will never accept responsibility. No different in the UK. That's what's up, man. Mm. Um, Yet you guys in the UK, your police officers don't have guns. That's the only difference. <laughs> that's what's unfortunate. You guys have batons and that's it, really. I don't know how many other things you guys, the, the cops have in the UK. Definitely comment down below. Let us know. Do you guys have tas- tasers? You know what I mean? Do, do, is there more things? Mace? Do you guys have other things? except, Or is it just 
batons. I'd love to know that. Um, Mr. T12, what up, man, said uh, NYPD, along with the LAPD, are two of the biggest legal gangs on the or in the country. And that Mm. is very, very true. You're right. I I knew that about LAPD. Like I said, I've never I never really put um, I never really put NYPD in that category, but I need to put them in that category now for sure. You know, yeah, I've never. Well, they certainly I've seen more 11. They certainly garnered a lot of goodwill. And, you know, right. And I've rightfully seen, so. I mean, but but here's the thing. I've seen more issues in St. Louis with the STLPD than I've seen with the NYPD. Personally, I'm just talking about personally. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. But then again, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like I was sticking my nose into trouble in in New York City. You know, so I, d- I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, you're, I you're only doing that in St. Louis, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, mounds of cocaine, <laughs> nothing but hookers and blow. You know what I'm saying? The good stuff. That crack cocaine. <laughs> hey, you won the lottery. You know what I'm saying? Surprised I still have all my teeth because of that meth. Man, that <laughs> sweet, sweet meth. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, let's go into this game. It's time for a little bit of yeah. uh, a little thing because of that meth. called, oh, Man, hold sweet, up. Sweet. Oh, why am I doing Double, double, double. Sorry. Double, double. Uh, Hold on. Double Pascal is a double fantasy. Hey. (laughs) You're welcome, sweethearts. Um, Anyway, uh, (laughs) it is definitely time for a little bit of this action. Don't don't ruin the thing. (laughs) Pop quiz, hot shot. All right. What is it? A, a ducks now? Okay, anyway, it is time for a little bit of pop quiz hotshot. We're going to play a game. We tried to do this yesterday, but it, uh, it, it, it wasn't working out. Unfortunately, things kind of ish hit the fan. But hey, here's a little bit of something fun, a little bit of lightheartedness. Um, Jack, what is the game again real quick? All right, so we're going to do some... Uh Famous scenes from from uh, horror or scary movies, uh, and you guys just gotta look at the image and see if you can tell me what movie it is from. Okay, right on. So, yeah. and if you guys are watching, please play along, comment down below, and see if you can beat me and Tom. Let's go. I'll try to try to move out of the way, you know, best I that can. That might be a good idea, or I'll just be like, "Oh, that's the greatest horror movie ever." It's just mm-hmm. Jack, and then there you go, frozen again. Did it freeze again? Yep. Hey, hold on a second. Oh, now you're good. Now you're good. You're good okay, now. Now it's, now it's good. Alien. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you got that one. That looks familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right. And here comes the second one. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Correct. Remake. Sorry. Let's see. I'm pulling up the third. You give give Tom a chance, or maybe it's the music that's uh, that's slowing everything down. I could turn it down a little bit. Oh, hold on a second. I am um, now my computer is being slow. Maybe it's just my images. Maybe they're too big or something. Yeah, uh, that's what she said. Hey, hey! <laughs> oh, hey. come on now, come on, computer. Uh is it really the music? Let me let me try. Let me let me turn it off. Let me see what. It, let me see if that. That's what it is. Hold on. It might be these images I got. They might. I think they are too large. Um, Damn. Yeah, that's making my whole my whole thing just you know freeze, freeze up. up here too. Of course. Well, it was so, fun for a second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Unless you do it like uh, you describe 
the like you give us the synopsis of the movie and we get to there's blood and a girl screaming <laughs> <laughs> uh freddy uh uh, uh uh friday the 13th uh, uh nightmare on elm street uh halloween uh no you almost got them all uh let's see here so here it's finally opening up to let me upload a new one. Oh dear lord um, Okay. I'm gonna see. I don't know. This is the most. Okay. All right. Here comes. Okay. Here comes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. This might be the longest game we've ever played. No kidding. <laughs> Seventeen hours later. It's like, oh my god. This game is a real horror movie. Bruh. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Did it pop up yet? Nope. Hey, okay. Oh, there it is. Uh, 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 yeah, you got it, Tom. Yeah, you got Exorcist. Yay. Because right, we see, if I, can see what's unfair. Right, here it is. Yeah, okay. It's working now. All okay. right. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go. Because I want to get this one uploaded. You might want to just scoot over to the side so we can actually see the photos. Oh, that's disgusting. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, the so Exorcist. Yeah, that, Tom <laughs> already got that. One. I know I'm playing. You were in the way. He saw legs and he was like, oh, the Exorcist. He just, you know. That was a women of prayer. A Hail Mary. Is that better? Get out. I should be out of the scene. Oh, that's get out. I already said it, Tom. Oh, you did? did. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to get really aggressive now. (laughs) Are you holding up a drawer? What are you doing? What is that? (laughs) I moved it so I'm not in the way. That was the ceiling. I think that was the ceiling, bro. I'm going to shut down. I'm not going to be able to see it. So I'm going to shut down my uh, Chrome so that I don't have multiple things running. Okay, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Let's just play the game. (laughs) Nobody cares, Jack. Just play the game. (laughs) Damn you, Jack. Damn you, Jack. Okay, so you already got that one. Uh, Okay. Here is the next one. Okay. Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser. Yes. Okay, that was both very quick. I said it this first. works a lot faster now that I have my Chrome shut down. Oh, hereditary. Good job. Cor- correct. Okay. What scared the hell out of me? That was the worst ending, though. Uh, it. It. Correct. Chapter one. Uh, we got. Jaws. Jaws. Ooh. Yeah, Tommy. That was both of us. Same time. Oh, you're saying there's delay. Misery. Mi- mm. Good yep. job, Tom. Okay. Missouri. Hey. Thank you, Tanner. Shining. Shining. Yeah. The Shining. <laughs> Sorry. The Shining. <laughs> We're not playing articles here. Shut your face, Tom. Uh, Friday the 13th. Ah, shoot. Yeah. Sugar. The first one? Uh, Is that the first one? Yeah. Ooh, what is that? That's a good one, man. Good job, Tom. Uh, Jack. Uh, <laughs> it's like we're looking at a porno, huh? Um, I I don't know. Paranormal. Uh, that's paranormal activity. Uh, I don't know if it's paranormal activity. Just paranormal. Never heard of that one. I will move on to the next one. Oh, um, Poltergeist. Correct. That is Pol- good job, man. Uh, that was a good one. I didn't know. Wait, hold on. Oh, uh, uh, Psycho. Psycho. 
Um, yep. Mr. T12 said he's never heard of Hereditary. Homie, Mr. <laughs> Mr. T12, pause for a second. You need to go see Hereditary. It is a really good, messed up, creepy ass movie. Go watch it. It's worth the watch. Trust me. Okay. Hereditary, yeah, and, and block out like a couple hours after it to kind of get your stomach settled again after it. <laughs> and and also, also, when you get done with it, go out into the sun. Just go outside into somewhere bright because it gets really, really creepy. But it's a damn good movie. Anyway. No, I thought you were going to say it gets really, really dark. That would have been good. Oh, I should have said that, but I, you know, just not good with words sometimes. Anyway, go ahead, Psycho. The Ring. The Thing? The Ring. Ring. Yes. The ring. Uh, no, that's grudge. Rosemary's baby. Good job, Tom. Yes. Rosemary's baby. Okay, and let's see. I got seven more here. We'll move through them. Let's knock them out. Scream. Ooh, Correct. that was you and me, Tom. Same time. Damn. Shimon. Oh, this is. Oh, so it, chapter is it one. Again? Well, it chapter one. Be more specific. It chapter, chapter one. Two? No, be more specific. Like, what's the actual name of the original film? Stephen King's It. Correct. Oh, get the f- out of here. Because that other It was like. Oh, that's recent. stupid. Like, Shut your face, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the original. No, no, that's not the first. Whatever. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Whatever. Whatever. Correct. That was Moving not. On. That was not. That was the remake, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, the remake of was, it. was the very first one. No, that I showed you. This last one was Stephen King's It. No, it wasn't. Or it was? That was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I was wrong. Damn. Oh, uh, Sixth Sense? Nope. No, not at all. Um, that is a What's throwback. That <laughs> the what? Three Little Pigs. 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 Somebody help me. The Babadook. Oh, that was such I've a good movie. Oh, you need to see that movie, bro. It's so good. Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> All right. Last two. Okay. Annabelle. Oh, nope. The Conjuring. Yes. Damn. But that is Annabelle. Oh, right? Sure. No, it's not? I, okay. I don't know. I'm wrong. Right, here's the last one. Okay. Oh, the descent? Correct. I've never seen the descent. I have not either. I've heard it's. I've heard it's good. I think that's from like the actual like film cover. So good call. Okay. You did it! Yay! There we go. Yes. God is good. You guys are amazing. You're amazing, Jack. Thank you so much for that game. That was fun. Yes. We need some like we don't get to do much lighthearted stuff as of late because of all this crazy ish that's been going on. So, I mean, you know, everybody needs to get on point, you know, know that the show has fun parts, too. We don't only just talk about uh, clashing political things that are going on in the world. Um, (laughs) You know, we like to have fun, too. Damn it. We like to laugh, too. We can wrap it up with some birthdays. I got some good ones. Um, you know, up to you, you know, if we got some good ones, let's do it. Why not? Let's, can we do it quickly though? Can we blaze through real fast? Top six. Thank you. Let's do top six. Okay. Then, uh, it is time for some birthdays. Some birthdays were out here in the world. You guys can hear that music, right? 
Yeah. Good, good. God is good. Anyway, so um, definitely comment down below. He's going to be reading off some of the names on the uh, some of these describe some of these people who are celebrating their birthdays today. Celebrities. And uh, so let's see if you guys can beat us. Let's go. Okay. Comment down below. Uh, we have uh, this 57-year-old from Owensboro, Kentucky. is a movie actor uh, who now owns his own island. Uh, he was Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, Johnny Depp? Correct. Okay. We have uh, turning 39 years old today from Jerusalem, Israel. Uh, this movie actress received an Academy Award for Best Actress for her role as Nina Sayers in the 2010 thriller Black Swan. Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. Correct. Today's her birthday, huh? Yeah. Uh, turning 59 years old today from Edmonton, Canada, uh, this movie actor is best known as starring as Marty McFly. Oh, Michael J. Fox. Correct. I enjoy playing this game with you, Tom. I know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading. I'm, re I'm reading some. Old. I'm reading some comments here that are, and uh, we got to address these things really quick. So go, go, go. Okay. Uh, turning 32 years old from Los Angeles, California, this TV actress. Uh, is best known for playing Amber Holt in the NBC series Parenthood or Anne Veal in Arrested Development. Oh. Don't know. Her name is May Whitman. Uh, May ah, Whitman. Yeah, I don't know That's who that is. Okay. If you saw her face, you would. Okay. Uh, all right, last two here. We have uh, turning 54 years old today from Fort Worth, Texas. This movie actress and singer known for her role as Cora Simmons in Tyler Perry's film uh, and t television series. Uh, she has been in Kingdom Come and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That does not help. This is Tamala Mann. Okay. Tamala Mann. Okay. And then the last one today from Atlanta, Georgia, turning 31 years old today. This movie actress is known as her roles as Sasha in Bratz, the movie, Brianna in Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns, and Trina in Brotherly Love. She was Samantha White in Netflix's Dear White People. Oh, 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 I know who she is. I just don't know her name. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who it is, but I... Logan Browning. There we go. Thank you. Happy birthday to all them celebrities out there, and happy birthday to everybody else. Uh, yes. Hopefully you're getting some drive-bys of people singing happy birthday to you out from their cars. Or, yes. you know, or or you break the social distancing rules and you just meet up party. And, and party anyway. <laughs> you know, spit in each other's mouths and eyes and stuff. You know, lick each other's <laughs> eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, real quick before you go, before we head off, uh, Enemy Nation did put something up, and I guess he feels like you didn't, you guys did not answer this question uh, fully. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out because I don't want him thinking, or I don't want anybody thinking that their their questions on under the chats are not um, addressed, or that we're going to avoid them as much as we can. So I'm gonna read this really quick. Please ask Jack and Tom to answer my question of why the disparity in income levels between native blacks and immigrant blacks, Jamaicans, Haitians, Nigerians, Ethiopians, and Dominicans. I guarantee they can't answer it truthfully without being racist by their own definition of racist. So I'm leaving it up to you guys. <laughs> Go. Well, I mean, it's a little above my pay grade here as to figure out why there's um, <laughs> why that dis if that disparity exists, why it exists. 
I don't know. I, I'm a white guy. I don't really know. I don't know what the full black experience is of black Americans as opposed to immigrants of African descent. I, I couldn't begin to answer that. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I would imagine. I, I have no idea. Okay. Everybody's different. Maybe I have. I maybe growing up in some of those countries is a different experience than growing up in America. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe the people that are coming from those countries, maybe they are people that have the means to immigrant to immigrate. Maybe already have the financial means to leave their home country and go to another. I really don't know. It, it's not a. I, I really couldn't tell you. I, I I don't know. I mean, everybody's experience is different. Yeah, and uh, that's and, as good as the answer as I can give. I really. Hey, I think that's I, a, I don't know that what he's saying is true. I don't know that African, you know, immigrants of African descent do financially outperform African Americans that were born in America. I, I have no right. idea. I, I don't really know how to answer that, though. I, it's I mean, not something. I'm yeah. Like the only thing that I can think of is it's got to be based off of maybe schooling and the school opportunities yeah. that have been, have been changed and then also the familial setup. So like, again, I, I kind of mentioned that before about whether or not you're raised in a one family like situation or a two parent you know, system. Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is like, exactly the time. Like, I don't know the extent of it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that, you know, if there's a system that's been set up in place here that, uh, you know, Furthers the you know, the poverty level levels of people, um, and if, like Tom was saying, if someone's more set up financially to come over here to immigrate, uh, maybe that gives them the heads up. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be racist uh, to answer the question. I'm not trying to be racist to answer the question. I don't know um, what my own definition of racism is. I think it's the same as everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, the I hope that you know there's chances and opportunities for everybody but obviously that's not how it is um right you know so i, I don't know why there's such a disparity level it, it, i mean it, you got to look at everything else it's not uh, i don't think it's a one easy answer uh, there it's the entire upbringing of uh, who you are in your family yeah and what has been brought down upon your family for generations and then what situation you're currently in um where you're raised the how the the laws in that area area and affect you directly and there's and the entire society and societal cultural changes is how what affects everybody but there's going to be if you're coming from one culture to to this culture like i imagine there's differences and whether it's financial or family family or education um that's going to add into all of that yeah um i i did go ahead go ahead I did just see where Enemy Nation, you know, then said, but you have no problem explaining systemic racism. And Just about to read that, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because there are definitely things you can point to, Jim Crow-era power structures that are still in place today. That I can't speak to the black experience. I can't do that. That's well outside of my ability to say, here's what the black experience is for black people born in America, and here's what it is for immigrants of African descent. I can't speak to that. I don't know that experience. But what I can do is say, okay, well, there are these power structures that were put up after the end of slavery that are still in place today that a lot of people don't even realize started with Jim Crow. 
So, yeah, I'll talk about systemic racism because it's something I can look at and read about and inform myself on. But, you know, what the what it's like growing up black in America, I I, I don't know what that's like. Right. No. And I mean, it, is, it, it, is there a difference of comparing that to, to poor whites versus European immigrants that come over and are successful? I mean, is there any kind of uh, line that can be drawn there to show the same thing that immigrants have some difference of opportunities or anything like that? I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I mean, if okay. the argument an enemy nation is trying to make is that systemic racism doesn't exist, I, I don't really know where to begin with that argument because it does. Very clearly. <laughs> and, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin with that argument. Right. And it's and, like saying the sky isn't blue. Right. I, I don't. Right. And, 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 that, and that's the thing. I, I think that it is a very good question or it's a very good, dis- very good topic to bring into a discussion uh, a little bit later on. I think that you guys answered in, in the best of your abilities right now, like on the on the spot, that kind of thing. But the thing is, is that I also feel that no offense to enemy, uh, you know, love your brother, but I know that I, I feel like he's trying to get you guys to squirm a little bit. Um, and, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I mean, shoot, that's what happens on, on this show all the time. You know, uh, I squirm a lot. Um, but it is, you know, he does, he does pose a lot of good, really good questions that I think that we can talk about on the next show. You know, we could definitely talk about this more in more depth in the next show for sure. Um, so anyway, hopefully we were able to answer some of the questions because uh, enemy is uh, still throwing out questions after question. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, we, we encourage it all day long. We're here to have the debates and have the conversations, but unfortunately we got to wrap the show up. It is that time, unfortunately. Um, but we have got to get going. I want to say a big thank you to my, my, my boys, Thank you, John. Uh, John. Thank you, Jack and Tom. I had John. Uh, Jack and Tom, thank you so much for being on the show today, guys. As always, you guys are my brothers. I love you guys. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Please. Um, and, uh, of course, I will be on a little bit later on this evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Of course, thank you, everybody who came on to check out the show and all that stuff. Um, enemy, thank you so much for the, the questions. Thank you so much for calling in and throwing in your two cents. I will be on at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight to talk about all more, a whole bunch of other things that are going on in the world because obviously the world keeps on turning. Anyway, it's time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys at 7. Much love to you guys. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.